happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Um, I opened my P.O. box this morning. It was full of letters. You guys, you guys showed up. So, so am I. Saturday stream. Here it is. And I got a good one for you today. It's the end of the petrodollar as we know it and what the emperor of empire of lies really means. Right? Major, major, major things are shifting. And one thing that keeps me out of the fear porn realm and the highly emotionally driven truther alt commentary realm is I set markers for myself. Like if this happens, this means this. So I'm not just driven by the commentary of others and I can bring you guys some really good information. You guys, guys, you guys show up like this in the P.O. box. You're going to get some valuable information from the Big Bear. Uh, to a point where I, I'm now looking into solar power. <laughs> Coddington, uh, can you find me? Uh, like, What kind of solar power? I don't even know how any of that works. But I think there's going to be some major destabilizations happening. Who knows? Maybe the empire lies, just kills everyone in the house of Saad. I have no idea. But things are going to escalate, in my opinion. Tons of carryover super chats, nice. So the end of the petrodal. I've been te- I've been te- um, teaching you guys in my own way. Not that I'm an expert or a financial advisor, or I'm not giving financial advice. And there's quite a bit I don't know, but I believe I know a lot for my demographic. If that makes sense, you know, as a non-financial expert, like I'm, I'm only one eighth Jewish which means that I'm not great at money, but I get it. All right. So anyway, what what am I babbling about? So uh, I've done whole streams about the petrodollar. What is the American currency backed by? That's the main story right now. The main story right now is currency. It's what all these wars are about. And the American empire has been using its stick of the threat of economic sanctions as its main arsenal, main weapon for its empire. Why is it called the empire of lies? Because this current American empire, and my, I'm guessing, is the first empire to never admit it's, it's an empire. That's why you see them moralizing every enemy. I was listening to Alexander Mercurius this morning, and he explained it quite well as a British man who has studied the ins and outs of the minutia of the British Empire. Like, I know the broad strokes, but him and Gonzalo Lira seem to know quite a bit about, um, you know, that class of empire uh, history. The problem with solar is that it's difficult to actually run your house on it without a battery system. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of problems. I'm sure that it's just loaded with problems. Brits are good at determining American weakness, but... The typical empire is openly an empire. Like the British Empire bragged about it. They would talk about their vassals and their ownership of Ethiopia and how they were going to break up India and all that. They never were under the false premise that they were healing the world. You understand? America, becoming an empire for America was so counter to the American ethos, to the American way of life, to the soul of America, that Americans have had to uh, be sold this lie that we're going against bad men. Because say what you will about America, America was founded on some pretty high morality. 
you know, that we were not to go overseas in search of monsters, that we are about sovereignty and uh, freedom and, you know, grit and pursuing your own destiny. You manifest your destiny. America in a lot of ways, and I know some of the American Indians bitch and complain, well, you guys didn't need to drink the whiskey, all right? You had the advantage. Just don't drink the whiskey. It's that simple. You would have been fine. But no, you had to get hammered and kill all your own buffalo. Do you guys know that, you know, they're like, oh, the white man slaughtered all the buffalo. Do you guys know what actually happened with that? When the Indians got guns, they massacred their buffalo. A lot of whites did too. Don't get me wrong. There were some problems. But, uh, you know, they overfish, they overhunt, they still do it. You know, some, some uh, reservations that I know, they overfish to a point where it's absolutely insane. Like, they use, like, nets to get all the... I don't want to get into it. But it's just that whole victim thing about, oh, the white man came and ruined everything. No. You got technology and you killed all your own buffalo. And you didn't need to drink drink the whiskey. Anyway, long story short. So why is it called the empire of lies? Because the reason America has to moralize every war we're in is because we can't just say we're an empire, which we have been since the civil fucking war. The civil war was when America became an empire. 1871 uh, was legally when America became an empire, when there was a federal core that could inflict its will on the states. The states were supposed to have their sovereignty. So of course the moral justification is Uh, freeing the slaves, because you have to stay with that core ethos of America. It's about freedom, individual rights, you know, no kings, don't, don't go seeking monsters, right? And so then if you look at all the wars since then, and they all require false flags, because you can't just say, we're an empire, the Lusitania, Pearl Harbor, all this stuff, the Gulf of Tonkin, um, you know, stopping despots and communists, Weapons of mass destruction, 9-11, and now you have, you know, Adolf Hitler, uh, saving the Jews. No, these are just empire wars. Other empires have been able to just say, we're conquering more land. We're getting gold and sheep for our men. These are our vassals. The sun never sets on the British Empire. They were proud of it. They liked it. America has to be the empire of lies because they can't just say what they're doing. You can never say it out loud. Because if you do, you're contradicting. So you're saying, in order to save democracy, we can no longer have elections. You know, that's why we're living in an inverted upside down. I I love this dream today already because I know it's going to be valuable for how you see the world. So the reason things are so inverted right now is because the one thing Americans are never allowed to admit is that we are a conquering, tyrannical empire. And we have been since the 19th century. So you can't blame it on the Dems or the Republicans or, or anything or any specific character. It's the empire of lies. And there has been honest empires. Like if you look at the Assyrians or the Habsburgs or a lot of these other empires or the Ottomans or the Islamic Empire or even Rome. You know, Rome wasn't as deceptive as the American empire. They would, um, they would just conquer territory. And a lot of it was based on racial uh, supremacy. Like, you know, like the British empire, one of their main arguments was we are racially superior to the world. That's what they would say. 
And that's more upfront, you know, even the Mongols probably. The Mongols said that they were, that they had a right by God to conquer the world. They would drink your blood and take your women. And they were, they were uh, allegedly, I wasn't there obviously, but they didn't pretend that they were something they weren't. So the American empire is now turning Putin. So we have just one rogue guy. It's the same story over and over again. It's falling apart. The petrodollar is now done. Yeah, spreading democracy, military bases throughout the world. Yeah, it's like they won't like they'll say in order to save democracy, we have to have a monopoly on media. I mean, it's just complete clown. That's why it's called clown world, because the empire Americans are not clown world. Our nation is not clown world. Our constitution is not clown world. The inversion required to be an empire is why we now have clown world. Because uh, it, it, it's, it's contradictory to the American way of life. We can't just say, we want to break up Russia into 12 districts and exploit them for all their resources. We want to kill Putin because Putin will not accept our uh, uh, except that he is a vassal of our empire. We can't put a military base in St. Petersburg. That's the truth. So the lie is he is evil. He is bad man. You know, it's very uh, childlike. You know how it's being sold to the uh, American people where it's like, oh, Hitler was just so damn evil. So Hitler just convinced all these people with no motivation whatsoever that, um, that, that, <laughs> That they had to start a world war. You know, the Jewish Congress declared war on Adolf Hitler, I believe, in 1933. They were, the, the way the Empire of Lies functions is economic sanctions. And this is why things are about to change a lot, in my opinion. Because there's a, a system called SWIFT. And there is no coherent deep state. Okay, like the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, from what I've observed, the Federal Observe is not too happy with this war in Ukraine, with this uh, current situation, with uh, a lot of the decisions of the Pentagon and, you know, Barack Obama through the proxies and all that stuff and, and Joe Biden, even though he's obviously not making any um, situations. Uneducated economist thinks dollar will strengthen before it finally fails. So I suppose that's when you'd buy under... I'm not giving any uh, advice for fi finances at all. Because uneducated economist does make a good point that the world is filled with contracts and debt in dollars. So there will be a, a, strong, um, a strong desire for dollars before it collapses, almost like a, uh, like a motor sucking in air before it, it dies. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I don't know when, duration. I'm not day trading, okay? There's so many factors that I can't put into my computer of my mind that uh, I, can, I can tell you what will be valuable over decades. Yeah, gold is 1920. Yeah, like look at gold. And I'll explain why this is happening right now. In just this last month, gold is up almost 6%. So that would be if you extrapolate. That's, you're looking at like 70% on the year just from this past month. Why? Or, and I, I bought a few ounces of gold uh, not that long ago for like 1500 It's now 1927 that's a major increase in gold. And it's because the petrodollar is, is officially done. 
And this is not being uh, reported in the media for obvious reasons. But anyway, so the st- so you have to know the whole story of the dollar to understand what we're at now. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't run around and do irrational things. Don't day trade, in my opinion. But, okay, so you have uh, the gold-backed dollar, and then you have Brecken Woods, and you have all this stuff. But the major thing that happened was... Make uh, so so uh, the 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 dollar became the world uh, reserve currency. So what does that mean? That all these nations, their currency is based on our dollars. So the gold currency would say, I have I don't have any dollars on me, but I have this certificate. I can take it to a goldsmith who holds my gold, and he can give it to me if I give him this certificate. You could use. Apples, if you want. Apples rot. The reason you use gold is because gold doesn't tarnish. It doesn't rot. It's a great medium of currency. People have tried tulips and all kinds of shit. Wheat, grain. Then you have to deal with all different types of uh, quality. They rot. They disappear. You know, People have tried everything when it comes to currency. So the number one currency is gold and silver. Those are the, those are the best currencies because they always have value in industry. They look pretty. They don't rot. It requires uh, a lot of effort to get out of the ground. It's very hard to flood the market with gold because um, of the effort required to get it out of the ground. Okay, so it, it just works really well as a currency. You could use copper, you could use tin, you could use lead, but it's less stable and it's a lot easier. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, situations with that. Okay. So back in the day, it started where the goldsmith in the town. Uh, would keep the gold and then you would get a certificate. You could exchange. It started great. It's a great idea. You know, if you have a chicken and you want a pair of shoes, you have to find someone with shoes your size that wants a chicken. Just barter can be extremely sloppy, especially with a lot of people. So you develop a currency so that you can have a medium of exchange so um, you can trade a lot easier. And so the goldsmiths over time, many people would not cash in their certificates. You have to understand this, this is happening over centuries of time, like slow corruptions. And, uh, and so they would start giving out certificates that weren't backed by gold. And then you would have a corruption. People would, uh, a run on the bank would mean that everyone goes at the same time to get their gold. There isn't enough. They close the windows, the economy collapses, right? So that would happen on small scales a lot. So what happened with the world reserve currency? The world reserve currency is after World War II, America was the last man standing. They, became, they now have the crown of the empire. It really started in 1871, but America became the empire of the world in, right after World War II. You know, they had the most um, industrial capacity. All of Europe was just crippled. Japan was crippled. China was backward. India was poor as dirt. You know, uh, so America had the morality, it had the, um, the industrial position, it had the money, it had the gold. So America at that point had like two-thirds of the world's gold, and it was allegedly in Fort Knox. You know, and so we had France's gold, we had England's gold, we had everybody's gold, and Germany's gold. I mean, some of that's in Switzerland still, but so anyway, so now these countries are using the American dollar as their reserve. 
So here's a franc. It's backed by a dollar. That's what the world, because people just throw around these terms. And a lot of times it isn't accurately described to people on these uh, podcasts that everyone listens to. So I'm trying to um, explain. Yeah, 1947, creation of Israel. You know, you got the United uh, Nations. You have these international monetary systems are being um, uh, really. 1913 was the Federal Reserve. That was when uh, there became a monopoly on currency in America. And they could, uh, there was a private bank monopoly that they could, um, you know, create their own money. But they had to back it by gold back then. And then slowly got degraded. So then in the 1960s, I'll just, everything I'm describing is a whole story in itself. I could, I could literally talk for hours about any of these things. Just the creation of the Federal Reserve. Just Breckenwoods. Just uh, the petrodollar. But so... In the 1960s, I can't remember who the leader of France was. Maybe De Gaulle or something. Yeah, Jekyll Island, the Titanic. It's so much. But I'll get to today because this week things have changed dramatically. And it will not be reported in the news. So here we go. So um, so now, Charles, I think it was De Gaulle. I don't know. That might be wildly incorrect. Uh, hang on, let me just look. Charles De Gaulle. Not that it matters. Yeah, it was to go. Okay. So he says, America, I want my gold. And this was uh, in the early 60s. And, and America's like, no. And he's like, no. Like, So now America's dollar. So for, think about how convoluted this is getting. And this is back in the good old days. France has francs. It's backed by dollars, which is backed by gold in America. And this is how America now has control over the whole world as the empire of lies. So, and we have bases everywhere with our military ready to go, ready to kick some red, white, and blue ass. And America's like, yeah, no, we don't, we don't have your gold. And he's like, uh, what the fuck? And they're just like, yeah. And then other countries are like, so can I get my gold? And basically everyone's like, no. And then people started realizing that it was probably like, so now it's in the private hands of um, the Federal Reserve Banks in New York City. Okay, so everything's changed. And the rest of the world is now held hostage from this point on. Where they're like, our currency is backed by the dollar, which is backed by gold, and we can't get our gold. They're like, would you like more dollars? The dollar is backed by debt and force and power. But mostly oil. It's not backed by oil reserves. America is down to very, very little oil reserves. That's why I'm going to start looking into solar. But uh, it's so Henry Kissinger, the grabber's grabber, you know, one of these like lizard freaks who started getting wildly successful at eight. And now he's like 130 years old. He's one of those guys. He comes up with a solution. So we get off the gold standard. Not that we were even on the gold standard at the time, but we publicly are now off the gold standard. No more gold standard in the early 70s. We're not even going to pretend our dollars have gold backing. And, uh, and so what is it now backed on? And you got to really wrap your head around this because it's not, um, it's not instinctively coherent. But so the number one resource in the world for industry is oil. Everything needs oil. Farming needs oil. Because we replaced, over centuries, we replaced human labor 
with machines. These machines run on oil and diesel. Even the even like the solar panels that you can buy require diesel to make it, oil to make it. Everything's oil and diesel. Farmers used to make their own gasoline uh, in their stills. This is what uh, this is what uh, what was it called when they got rid of alcohol? It was called. Oh man, why am I? Uh, the chat will think for me. I appreciate you, chat. What was it called? Uh, prohibition. So prohibition had nothing to do with guys getting drunk. Obviously, that makes no sense. Making hemp illegal has nothing to do with people smoking weed and getting high. Hemp had to do with paper. You know, William Randolph Hearst did not want the hemp fields outperforming his paper forests. Prohibition had to do with making it illegal to make your own gasoline. Farmers would, take, would have these massive stills. And the marketing at the time, done by a monopoly of media, which they've had, for it used to be even worse than, than it is now, <clears throat> would say that we are getting rid of alcohol. We're teetotalers. They used the useful idiots. They used the, the housewives of the middle class and upper middle class and these idiots to make it seem like everyone was just so upset that their husbands were drinking. Uh, no. They wanted the farmers to not be able to make their own gasoline because the farmers used to be able to take their corn, make it into ethanol using the stills. They needed a legal and Talmudic uh, argument to get rid of all the stills. They couldn't just say, we're getting rid of the stills because we want you to be completely dependent on the Rockefeller um, oil. So they said, uh, you're drinking, aren't you? you are, you're immoral. We're going to get rid of your stills so that you can't make alcohol. So why did they make alcohol legal again? Because they got rid of the stills. So it doesn't take that long to get rid of a whole process. So I don't know, 10 years? <laughs> and so... Uh, Navy used to make farmers grow hemp to make rope. Yeah, yeah. Hemp was the fiber of our... Yeah, hemp was... Hemp is a much more efficient... That's why I'm not against hemp farming. In fact, I'd love my cows to eat hemp. The cannabinoids are great for animals. Hemp's great for rope, clothing, all kinds of stuff. The, the THC aspect is the least important part of hemp. You know. So anyway... Uh, what was I talking about? I forgot what I was talking about. Prohibition became popular because of the Irish. Yes. But it was like the, the real gravel is getting rid of the people. Oh, yes. Yeah. So oil. So oil, diesel, gasoline is the number one commodity for all industrial manufacturing. And massive amounts. It's the number one traded commodity in the world. More than grain and silver and gold and kiwi fruit and sex slaves out of Romania. You know, none of those things compare to oil. So Henry Kissinger brokered a deal with the House of Saad. The House of Saad are grabblers. You know, no offense. If I ever tour in Saudi Arabia, I will not make fun of you. Much love, much respect. Peace be upon the House of Saad. But the House of Saad required protection because a lot of Islamic people did not like their practices. Okay. So the Americans promised the House of Saad protection in exchange for one very specific thing. All the oil coming out of Saudi Arabia has to be sold in dollars. All the oil out of Saudi Arabia has to be sold in dollars. So now our dollar was backed by uh, trade, power, and that was backed by the military. Are you guys seeing how this all works? Hopefully I'm explaining it in a way that's coherent 
And people just throw around, oh, the petrodollar. So many people think that that's backed by oil reserves. No, it's backed by the, by the trade of oil, which is backed by the military. So the American empire will offer protection money. It's just like the mafia on a small scale. It would be a real shame if you House Assad fellas got overthrown like we did over there in Libya. Wouldn't it be a shame? And so that's why the American hegemony, the monopoly, the empire of lies is so valuable to them. Because if there's any competition, the lies fall apart. And now there's massive competition. You know, and it's just going to take a while because there's so much momentum with the American empire. And for those of you just joining, the main idea I want to get across, which I heard from Alexander McCurious this morning, which is so valuable to understand, is America can't admit it's an empire. That's why everything's inverted and completely full of lies. Everybody has to be a terrible, evil, immoral person that we're saving the world from. That's why we always use false flags. The British Empire was not like that. The British Empire would sit around saying, oh, you know, I own this Raj in India and we will... You know, we will exterminate the uprising. And, oh, I just acquired, I acquired a rubber plantation in Ghana. We will exterminate the uprising. Because they were just honest about it. And they would say, you know, that these monkeys can't civilize themselves. So we will. But, but they talked as if it was commodities. America can't do that because America is founded on the opposite of that. America is not founded on a moral principle in the Declaration of Independence that cannot seek monsters outside of us. We're not supposed to be doing this. And so that's why every single empirical conquest has to, you have to demonize. Oh, Saddam Hussein is just pure evil incarnate. And he wants to kill the world and we're here to save the world. Adolf Hitler, he just fucking hates Jews. I mean, this guy, I mean, this guy's just pure evil Without, you know, and that they can't just say we have to break Germany's industrial capacity and and carve it up into a vassal state. Adolf Hitler won't accept our bases, you know, and so that's that's what America does. And right now you're seeing it with Putin. But the thing is, is our main weapon is now broken. So what is the main weapon at keeping um, at keeping uh, Saudi Arabia? So the main weapon is we will protect you. You sell all your oil only in dollars. What does that do? It creates a demand for dollars, right? So now the whole world needs to have dollars in order to get the one commodity that they need, that they need for industry. So now you have other oil producers. And so as the petrodollar spread, the American jackals, the intelligence agents, Um, which they could justify this and say, if we didn't do this, the entire American economy and empire would collapse. We're saving lives, you know, we're saving the world, all this stuff. They'd go to uh, Gaddafi and say, all your oil has to be sold in dollars and your currency has to be backed by dollars. And if you have a problem with that, it'd be unfortunate if someone bayoneted someone in the street with a fucking in your asshole. That's literally what happened to him. People were shoving bayonets in the street with it into his ass. Because he said, no, we're going to back our dinar by gold. Libya became unbelievably wealthy. They were literally turning the Sahara green. And America uh, said, no, no, no. And so the main weapon America has now is the financial system. This is why there's, quote unquote, anti-Semitism. It's not anti-Semitism. It's about the banking industry. 
And so because of the spellcraft and the liability shields around that, that's where the Holocaust is one of the most valuable spells in the world. Because if you just say, hey, you guys are enslaving the world with this fake uh, bullying mafia bullshit, and they go, are you trying to hurt me? You're turning me into soap. Piles of shoes. That's why people freak out if you ask any questions about the permanent victim status of Jews. But they're running out of... They're, but they're not even Jews. It's like saw, the House of Saud is, I don't want to say anything in case I ever tour in Saudi Arabia, but they don't appear super Islamic. Okay, you have these, these, these rings of power and they're just kind of like, all right, so anyway. Um, so what happened with Russia and Ukraine has been a linchpin. This has been a massive thing because the first weapon America did so, so Putin, the story is Putin is just evil. He's just the bad man. He's the bad man. We're the good man. And we have to save the world from the bad man. In reality, NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which was founded in the four, in, right after World War II, and we promised we won't go east decade after decade, slowly going east. <laughs> and Russia's like, no more. Don't come farther. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we won't go farther. And then it just keeps going. And so now that Ukraine was going to be accepted into NATO and Ukraine is actively hostile, the Ukrainian regime is actively hostile to ethnic Russians in Ukraine, Putin has experienced a tremendous amount of political pressure to stop it. Putin is actually considered very mild in Russian terms when you look at the Duma and you look at like what goes on in these circles in Russian power Putin is actually highly criticized for his lack of bloodlust. Understand that, okay? Vladimir Putin is criticized openly in Russia for his lack of decisive action when it comes to places like Ukraine. So it got to a position where he politically and morally had to do something about uh, the Ukrainian uh, NATO creep and what they were doing in the Donbass region. He did not declare war on Ukraine. It was a special military operation to denazify their military, blah, 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 blah. You know the story. Yeah, Putin is a moderate. Understand that. Putin is a moderate. And so now uh, America goes to war with Russia, but they go to war in the sneaky way that they always do. The last war America declared was World War II. Since World War II, not a single war America has been a part of has been declared by Congress as a war. Korea was called a police action. Vietnam was called a police action. You know, these things, like the, the Afghanistan war, the Iraqi war, they're not officially wars. They're, they're, they're actions of an empire when they have vassals that won't play ball. They won't allow the exploitation. America can't admit it's an empire because that goes against our entire way of life. So we are just... These bleeding heart heroes that are just healing the world over and over again. Okay, so like for me, the triple parentheses, like what Long Island Jew Bear just did there, has to do with the banking system. It's not just Jews. That's why I don't, I don't hammer Jews, because there's a lot of people that consider themselves Jews that have no idea what I'm talking about. None. It has to do with the, the, uh, the banking system. And it's not even just the Federal Reserve. Right now, the Federal Reserve is terrified of what, you know, these, these internal deep state regimes are doing with Ukraine. And why do you think Germany, Poland, 
France, England, they're all operating on behalf of America because there are vassals in an empire. It's an empire. It's not countries. There's no sovereignty in Germany or France or anything. You know, if America, the EU is owned by the American empire. There is no Germany when it comes to these uh, political situations. Now there still is. There's a German nation. There's German people. All right, but uh, so anyway, so this is the system at hand. So you have the petrodollar. All oil in the world has to be sold in dollars only. It creates a massive demand for dollars. The dollar is a product like nothing else. Or like, like just like anything else, like Verizon or AT&T. It's a product. You have to use our product or you can't buy oil because we will fucking kill you. It's mafia empire shit. Saudi Arabia this week just proclaimed, the finance minister of Saudi Arabia just proclaimed they are now accepting all currencies for their oil. And you're not going to see it on CNN. You're not going to see it on Fox. That's the major thing. So when you're looking at the Ukrainian conflict, uh, the reason America is so freaked out, there's a lot of reasons. Because when you're a corrupt empire... It's like building the Tower of Babel. The higher you go, the more every brick requires maintenance and energy. So you have, you know, Biden's corruption in Ukraine out of Burismo with his son. You have the bio labs. You have the money laundering there. You have ethnic Jewish weird shit they're doing there. You have all kinds of shit going in Ukraine. And Russia uh, had to be kept away from Ukraine. And Russia's like, no, that's enough. And so the first move the American empire did is economic sanctions, which typically works really, really well. What they did to Libya, what they did to Iraq, they say, okay, you're now sanctioned. You now cannot, you're now going to become poor, basically. And we'll kick you out of SWIFT. SWIFT is the world realm-wide dollar-based uh, financial system. It's the system of exchanging, um, you know, it's the system of exchanging uh, uh, currency throughout the world. And if you're kicked out of that, it's like being kicked off PayPal or YouTube or something. It's like you're kicked off that. You're no longer allowed to trade using our currency. You, your people will be poor. They will freak out and they'll kill their leader. That's typically what what the American Empire does. It follows the Talmud, the Talmud very closely. They try not to kill anybody. They try and get their own people to kill you. So they say, okay, I'm going to put so much pressure on your economy that your own people uh, eat you alive. It's what they did. That's what they currently are doing in America with Black Lives Matter, the feminist movement, trans kids, any of it. The whole thing is to get you to eat yourself, to get you to turn on your own nation, to turn on your own house. A house divided cannot stand. You know, these are things, these are things that we all know. And so what happened? A very similar thing happened with Russia, and the symbology of the bear is very interesting to me. It's quite a dink, as they say, or a synchronicity, as, as uh, others say, that the symbol is the bear. So they kick Russia out of SWIFT. They impose economic sanctions. The multinational corporations owned and dominated by the American empire leave Russia. The, the, the Russian money is frozen you know, a lot of theft is taking place, all that. And guess what? Russia not only survived it, they're richer. It, a lot of, it's, it's very similar to what happened in my career. So 
All these sanctions hit, and I was supposed to beg and plead and let in the jackals and say, I'll say anything you want, I'm your vassal. And instead we said, no, we'll start our own thing. Oh, well, we'll kick you out of PayPal. Okay, well, we'll figure out something else. There's, there's now more competition. You have China, you have Russia, you have India, you have every fucking vassal state that despises the American empire. Nicaragua, Ghana, all these places, they've been exploited by the American empire for so long. And those countries, the people know it. Only in America do we pretend we're always killing the bad guy. And it's so funny how the bad guys typically worked for American empire right up until they were killed. All right, so what's happening now is Russia is now forming an a uh, this my hair's all crazy. Russia is now it appears to have formed an alliance with China. Okay? The leadership. Now there's a group there's people that have nothing to do with this. I don't want to make generalizations like every Chinese person is now making alliances. Xi Jinping with his uh, top advisor, uh, Wang Yunin, and of course the Putin Kremlin and his guys, they appear. And then you have Modi in India. These guys are, are all appearing to start aligning with each other. They're saying, because one thing that the American empire is doing, which is backfiring horribly, which is what they did on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, is people don't trust them now. You have to be insane at this point to start a business on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. You can't take this seriously. You have to be insane at this point to to say, okay, I'm going to keep my nation's wealth in the dollar. There's no way they're just going to freak out if I don't agree with 12-year-olds sodomizing each other on national television. Okay, so that trust is is what happens. That The erosion of trust is what happens when someone engages in lies too long. You know, I've seen it with members of my own family, with friends, what you just saw with the Steven Crowder fiasco, you know, where it's like, you don't realize how crazy you look to non-liars. And so America's like, okay, we'll just crush Russia because they won't do what we say. And Putin's this bad, evil man. And then the rest of the world's like, you're going to do that to me? You know, India's looking at America like, you're going to do that to China's looking at America like, you're going to break all your contracts with me too? You know, and so then they start working on new systems. And so America has, the the, the current regimes, and it's not Biden. You can put all your hate on Biden all you want. I'm guessing that guy's on a cocktail of amphetamines just to stand up in the morning. Okay, so... So the American dollar now is facing collapse because the dollar is not backed by gold. It's not backed by silver. It's not backed by oil reserves. It's backed by the force we could exert economically and militarily that all oil in the world would be traded exclusively in dollars. That is now officially over. After they did what they did to yay the black community quietly and some out loud said that Jay is going to pull this shit with me. Oh, 100%. Because, okay, if they're going to do this public execution, flog the nigger stuff, you know, oh, it's called breaking a buck. When I, when Ye got kicked off Twitter for that video, I'm the one who sent him that video. It's this like black dude explaining how you break a slave buck in, in, uh, in the slave system where you, you take the, 
the loud buck that won't do what the master says. And you start whooping him. He's like, you whooping him. You whooping him. You whooping him. And then you try and get him to plead, and he won't plead. You know, I can't remember how the video went, but this is what happens in reality. So if you're whooping them and whooping them, what they want to do is, is break you so that you're an example to the rest of the slaves that, um, that, you know, the master will break you. So you take the proudest slave and you start whooping them and you whooping them. And then he starts like crying and begging. And then you keep whooping them, you know. And then you send them back and to, tell, to show all the others what happens to your proud buck. If you, don't, if you don't break, you're now a martyr. That's how religions start. And they fucking know that. The, the lizards at the top of this uh, game, they know not to break the buck too bad. Because you have to get the buck to go. That's why they hate me. Because I wouldn't cuck. I wouldn't say, yeah, you're right, master. And a lot, of, and my safety at one point, I think, depended on it. If you cuck and you and you lie for the the system, then they might as well kill you. Why not? You know, you're now just a broken buck. Maybe they'll use you again, but now you're a bit, you know, you're a bit broken. No, you don't cuck. You don't break. And that doesn't mean be violent. It just means smile at that. At that, you know, do not be afraid. And so Russia was not afraid. Putin did not buck. He did not, he did not, the, the buck was not broken. Here it is. Yeah, here we go. So I sent this to Ye because this is what they're doing. Um, and so they need to break the buck publicly or else. It's so funny that our, our, uh, our currency are called bucks. Or else what are they going to do? You know, because what happens is you need to have the, the hearts and minds of the people. That's why you can't be tyrannical. That's why only a moral system will ever bring long-term wealth. You know, only a moral system. When you are immoral, when you are corrupt, you think you're getting ahead. You know, there's this insane notion in modern grabbler economics that like, you got to do what you got to do to get ahead. No, that's how you destroy yourself. Immorality is the ultimate destroyer of fortunes. It might be three generations you know, way to go, Army Hammer. You know, you're now a fucking cannibal. You know, when you look at those fortunes created on crime and, um, and uh, immorality, on Reba, as the Muslims call it. Um, well, no, it's... Uh, uh, I always forget this, the word for sin. It's, it's so funny. It's called uh, Haram. That it, they just fall apart. And, you know... It really is. Hang on, here it is. Let's see this thing. Here go ye. He stand up. We all saying, yeah, he right. But boy, when they grab that baddest, that's always been a tactic. You take the baddest, bring him. Yeah, I'm the baddest nigga too. I, I, that's what I mean. Ye became friends. They take the baddest comic, like the one that won't cuck. You know, the one that's like. Oh, you're not allowed to, to not to say this word anymore. You're not allowed to make fun of Bruce Jenner. You can't make fun. You have to make fun of uh, uh, Donald Trump. You, you can't make fun of Joe Biden. And then you got the buck. You got the six foot eight fucking blue eyed buck <laughs> saying no. And then they're like, OK, we're going to take away your, your blue check mark. We're going to put you in a timeout for a, a week. We're going to take away your income. We're going to take away your friends. We're going to fire your mom. We're going to take away your ability to make a living. And there's a type of man that does not cuck, that says, oh no, motherfucker, the more you do that, the more I know you're my mortal enemy. It's now an existential threat. 
Because you're trying to get me to throw away my only strength, which is my word, my credibility, my comedy, my talent. You're going to try and get me to lie. So I break my word with my own audience. I break my talent. Like it's it, their, their offer will only lead to destruction. Some people are so short-sighted they don't see it. Oh, but you'll get a million from Netflix. Oh, really? But you get nothing. You lose your word, your integrity. You lose... And, and you will know it, your wife will know it, your kids will know it. Sure, you might be able to trick a few million sheep into buying your t-shirt, but like y- you lose it all. And so this process, you take the baddest nigga out there and you break them and you whoop them and you try and get them to beg for mercy in front of all the other slaves, you know? And so ch- check this dude out. Here go ye, he stand up. We all saying, yeah, he right. But boy, when they grab that baddest... That's always been a tactic. You take the baddest, bring him out in front of all the slaves, and you tie him up, and you whoop him, and you whoop him, and you whoop him, and you keep whooping him in front of all these slaves. This one, this y'all baddest one, y'all richest one, he gonna stand up to us. And we all sit there and watch. Don't nobody join in. No, no celebrity, no entertainer. Jay-Z punk ass turned on him. They whooping him. They whooping him. They putting them lashes on his back. Then he find out. Toby, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still whooping him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't stop whooping him. And we ain't said that's enough. We ain't stood up and said, fuck y'all. That, that's enough. We ain't playing no more basketball. We ain't doing nothing no more. Because we can all come together and shake our dick at them and we want to. <laughs> Of course, you got all naked at the end there. Oh, we shake our dick at them. And that's, that guy, is he gets it. It's like, but if you don't say you're sorry, then, then other, because what happens is it's about hope and fear. So people can start hoping and be like, man, I can be like, oh, I can produce my own, my own specials. That's why they kicked me off Vim, uh, Venmo and Vimeo and all these things. Because I was showing the other slaves, I'm like, dude, you don't need to, you don't need to, I, I might not make what you make on Netflix, but I can, you can make 10 grand. You know what you can do with 10 grand, nigga? That's 10 months of living, no problem. You know? No, that's not 10 months of living. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's 10 months of very poor living. You know, 10,000, 10, you know, you're looking at five good months. Living a nice lifestyle in America for that. And you can make that no problem. You know, you don't, you don't have 1,000 people to give you 10 bucks for your special, right? Or like, no problem. Imagine if you have 100,000 people. You don't have to cut in anybody. You don't have to listen to their fucking notes, you know? And then they're like, oh no, you can't say this to the people because the hope, the blueprint as Jay-Z called it is part of it. And then the, the fear is the other. So now the fear is no longer, I don't want to be one of the slaves that gets whooped. I don't want to be kicked off YouTube. It's like, man, they're going to come for me no matter what I do. They're going to come at me no matter what I do. And that's what a lot of the world is saying. Wait a minute. So you're t- because a lot of these leaders, they'll get killed by their own people because people are like, oh, all the world leaders are in on it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. If Putin didn't do something in the Donbass, he would have been overthrown because his people, you think in Pakistan, they're going to let you do tranny story hour. They'll kill your ass. They will fucking kill you for that. And these leaders know that. So they're like, so you're going to tell me that the World Bank, the American empire is going to put me in a position where I'm going to lose all my wealth and my ability to trade with the dollar unless I have 12-year-olds butt-fucking each other on the street because then those people are going to kill the leader. 
And so that's when the leader's like, nah, man, I'm not in. Black Lady Bear said, uh, that'd be funny if I if Black Lady Bear's segment is called Word from the Ghetto, even though she's obviously not in the ghetto. Hey, Bears, Charleston White is right about a lot with what's happening in the black community. Yeah, it was Charleston White. I, I mean, you could tell he's an authentic guy. Um, you were a light that illuminated a better path out of the game they control. Yeah, but imagine if I begged and pleaded and said, no, man, I just, I just want to be on Rogan again. Rogan, please, please. Do you think they'd stop whooping your ass? No. Charleston White is a bean spiller. I like him. Just, just focus on the message, you know? The message is great. Yeah, like Mario Lopez said, there might be something wrong with the... Tra- the trans kid movement is as evil as it gets. You convince an eight-year-old who's probably on the spectrum that he's a girl. You amputate his penis and put him on hormones for the rest of his life. And his number one outcome will be suicide. And then you blame it on normal people for making him feel bad about his amputated penis and his Teva pharmaceuticals and his pills and his, the fact he's now sterile, the fact he'll never have a family. That's so fucking evil. And Mario Lopez did a little peep about it. And then he apologized. Here it is, Kyneton's guy. Mario Lopez apologizes for ignorant comments about parenting and gender idea. They just, they just do a little lash on Mario. Hey, Mario, instead of 50 million this year, you'll make 49. He's like, oh, Massa, I'm sorry, Massa, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was ignorant. You educate me, Massa. Massa, you educate me. I need to be educated. I finally understand that you got to have tampons in a man's restroom because of trans women. Okay, well, there's areas of the world where if a leader acts like that, they're dead. That's why the morality of the people is so important. And so now the Saudi Arabians are saying, you're not the only uh, mafia in town, America, and your military's gay because the lies, the lies eat you. So now the American lies, our, our military is wildly underfunded, which would blow your mind if you realized how much quote unquote money is spent on the military, but they're underfunded. The morale is bad. Because the money's stolen. It's just stolen by grabbers, by these oligarchs, these liars, these magicians. And it's filled with degeneracy, low-grade people, low-IQ people, people that are there just because they're, they're in uh, debt, you know, fat women, you know, and they're just given a, a gun and they don't have to do a push-up because it, requiring them to do a push-up is hate, right? The rest of the world's like, man, I like my odds against America these days. Look at Russia. Russia, not only did Russia not have their economy destroyed, they're richer now. America tried to put sanctions on oil. Russia's like, India's not going to do that. China ain't going to do that. And guess what? China, India, and Russia are basically half the world. The G5, G6 nations, 700,000 people. China... Just China and India is two and a half billion people. Okay? And, and it's not, China has an average IQ that's higher than Poland. Industrial capacity that will blow your mind makes America during World War II look like Latvia. They keep increasing the budget, but that's not giving the military more equipment, just a gravel fest. Some DOD contractors are using Windows 95. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horrible, horrible shit. Horribly underfunded. 
It's more like three quarters. Yeah, and then you throw in Brazil with Lula. You throw in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa with all of their resources. And they're not just shit people. I mean, a lot of them are great people. There's a, there's a high-performance aspect of Nigeria and Kenya that you wouldn't believe. You know, and you're just looking at a complete takeover of the American empire right under your nose. And the Saudi, the Saudi Arabian saying this week that they will now sell oil outside of the dollar. What is the dollar backed by now? The dollar is backed by military force and the, and the buying and selling of oil. America would not win in a direct conflict with Russia in Ukraine or Russia. Let that sink in. The American military cannot dominate Russia. So a lot of people are starting to be like, okay, and that's why you're seeing this run on gold right here. Look, so now gold is, and I'm not telling you guys to buy gold. It's so corrupt that it could, they, they could do all kinds of weird false bull runs and, you know, corruption and all this shit, but it, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Here's a, here's a U.S. savings rate versus credit card debt. As you can see, we're going off a cliff there. The credit card debt's going up and up. They staged the COVID thing. The COVID thing was a desperate attempt to keep American financial hegemony in a lot of ways. Flooding the market or flooding the system with free money, keeping people home, keeping people from spending money, giving people free money. As you can see there, right as COVID rolled around, uh, you know, savings shot up. Credit went down because, you know, but then look at it. Now credit is spiking. Because now you got to pay the piper. You're trying to take cocaine after being up for six days. It doesn't work anymore. And so when I say the dollar is getting stronger, it is in a way, and then it's going to break. I never said it wasn't going to break. It's just when. And this is a marker of, of breaking. The, because as long as the world buys and sells oil only in dollars, you're good. You can go into a, a quadrillion, billion, zillion in debt. It doesn't matter. You can name it whatever you want. You can call a dollar a, 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 dip, a dipstick. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all the force. It's like if everybody's using this product, it has value because of that action. So money printer go burr is not actually what destroys the dollar because you can just keep adjusting. Well, in 1950, this thing only cost a nickel. Yeah, but your, your you know, minimum wage was 75 cents. It's all relative. You can keep raising the price of stuff as you uh, increase inflation and it can just match up until forever. You know, I've been to countries where it's like a thousand zippy doodogs for a soda. Sure, you can just keep adding zeros on both sides of the uh, buying and selling and you can inflate theoretically forever. But the value of your dollar compared to other currencies and now that you have authentic competition with the dollar, you know, now that you have other countries that are not under the yoke of the American empire, willing to like capable of buying and selling oil in it, that's what's really going to affect your buying power. Your buying power is a serious situation. So it's like uh, a lot of you guys will end up doing better from this situation because the thing about empire is the amount of resources coming in is extremely uneven. You know, Paul from Pockets talks about how we're all benefiting from globalism and the dollar. And if you go to India and all this and you see all the poor people and we're, 
we all benefit. That's not actually true. The quote unquote elite class of America or the empire benefits wildly more. What makes certain areas wealthy is high trust, high productivity, coherent uh, societies. You know, the dollar is not what made India poor. It's not, that's not actually accurate. Now, do we benefit that we can have all these items from all over the world come in and our dollar is stronger than other currencies? Sure. But the real sucking mechanism of the empire goes into the quote-unquote elite class. Like the amount of money that some of these people have, uh, some of these grabbers in America, and they all call themselves Jewish. That's not true in the whole world, by the way. But in America, they, these people have... Un, un, it's like the amount of money you can't imagine. Like free money. Because they're exploiting the world. Like Paul is right that the American empire is eating the resources and the, and the money and the labor of the world. It doesn't go to you. It doesn't go to the empire does not benefit the people of the nation. It does in the beginning of the empire, the 1950s baby boomers. Right. And then it hollows it out that the, the relative wage of workers in America has not gone up since the early 1970s. Okay. America is not benefiting from its empire. Like the people you know, yourself, the people around us, we're not benefiting from it. That's a false notion. There, there's, a, there's a ruling class and it's a foreign elite that are benefiting tremendously. America, um, you know, our standard of living has more to do with our uh, ethics, our morality, our coherence, our ability to work hard. What's, what's dropping the American um, wealth and value and our buying power is our lifestyle, our obsession with indulgences, conveniences, a lack of labor, a lack of working hard. That's why I did that whole stream recently called Work Bitch, because that's actually what will create your wealth. China's wealth was created from their ridiculously hard working for like decades. It wasn't the dollar. It was their nation. The dollar is a little dirty scam that doesn't benefit the people of the net. In fact, there's a cost of empire. So when the empire happens and they reach their tentacles out and they're sucking from every nation in the world um, and bringing it back to America, what, ha- or what happens to the, the capital of the empire, and this has always happened, it's not new, the demographic collapse, it's always happened. Whether you're dealing with the Habsburgs or the Ottomans or London or wherever, the vassal state people start coming to the center of power. That demographic mass migration shit happens every time when there's an empire. What else happens is manufacturing leaves because now you have a yoke of empires. You can get your your Chinamen and your Indians and all these people to work for way less. The top of the pyramid makes all that money. It's not the workers. That's the one thing that I hope people understand is your dollar's buying power from our empire is not uh, benefiting you at all. Now, it's not. It's, it's strangling because all the jobs... So for a little while it did. The, fir- the first run of the empire, your dollar is unbelievable. You go, you go abroad and you can buy whatever you want and you're just crushing it. Then it starts collapsing. And it's been doing that for a really long time. And now those jobs, that manufacturing capacity has all left America a long time ago. And so um, the, 
So don't be afraid, but just what you should expect, in my opinion, is just more and more absolute lies because they can't admit it because the schism, it's almost like this graph, uh, this debt graph, where you see how it's now farther and farther away. The premise of the American empire is we're the good guys. And, and that's a fa- lie. That's why you have to morally justify every em- empiric action you do with a false flag or a false narrative. Weapons of mass destruction, t- terrorism, 9-11, Adolf Hitler hates Jews, the South and the slaves, uh, Lusitania, you know, uh, fight for the main. These are all false flags. Gulf of Tonkin, the commies came at us. Kill a commie for your mommy. Um, we're saving the world for democracy. Blah, blah, blah. All bullshit. The American empire has destroyed, dem- like the, the idea that a people can have an elected leader has been annihilated worldwide by the American empire. The American empire does not bring in its voting machines and say, who do you want? What happens in reality is they have a a leader that the people want. America gets them, either murders them directly, but usually gets, they heavily finance uh, a revolution. It's called a color revolution. And they bring in a puppet that will serve the empire. Not... That's why everything the American empire says is a lie. Everything. If they say that's up, that's actually down. Like it's, it's every, because the fundamental existence is a lie. So then from that, everything they say is a lie. COVID was a lie. 9-11 was a lie. It's all a lie. BB was America ever moral. Yes. The American, the reason they have to lie is, is actually a, a, a compliment to you people, you Americans, myself included. We wouldn't want to be an empire. This is what makes America great. And it is. America, so the reason they're lying is actually uh, proof of America's morality. The average American doesn't want to be an empire. We don't want to go to other countries and take all their resources. So the only way to get Americans to back these actions is make it a moral reason. They, they want to take away your children's right to own property. They want to, like the communists, they, they're going to kill your family. They, they took down your towers. They have weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Islam is based on a terrorist from a cave who they've been waiting for centuries just to rape your daughter. It's actually a tremendous compliment to the American nation why they have to do this. Because there's been empires in the past where they simply just go murder people and take their shit. 1950s, it was moral. That's why they used Elvis and Beals to crack the armor. Yeah, but it's still moral or else they wouldn't have to do false flags. They would stand on their fucking podium and say, we're going to break up Russia and take all their shit. Who wants to join us? And if you were from an immoral, greedy nation... Everybody would go, yeah, gold, rape. And that, that 100% has happened in the past. 100%. It's just greed. Well, America, for all its faults, is not motivated by greed. Or else they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't say, like, they wouldn't be saying, like, oh, gay marriage is about freedom. It's about, all the spells and sp- uh, spinning is because you're moral. 
They could only sell abortion on rape and incest, you know, and then don't get me wrong that it, the acceptance of it has degraded the America's moral character, but America has moral makeup on, but people don't know they are wearing it. Um, yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the Matt, you know, there's been a decay, but the fundamentals are still there. The fundamentals of the American nation are still there. We were founded for to manifest our destiny. And yet now they try and break you with your history is all a lie. Oh, you just slaughtered the Indians buffaloes to starve them out. That is historical bullshit. Now, did the American Empire break a lot of treaties with the Indians? Yeah. But were the Indians fucking scalping? And yes. You know, I, I mean, listen, the, the, the Indian thing you can see is just a total way to demoralize. The moon is filled with oil and dinosaur bones. Right. But so, so America never wanted to be an empire. It was founded by people fleeing King James and his gay faggy little Bible, the Puritans. They came here because they didn't want to be an empire. They didn't want, they wanted to worship God in their own pure and ungraveled way. You know, I've had enough of this democracy. My sword is in service to King Owen's zeal. Yeah, but, but I, it's like, the real fight isn't against the Empire of Lies. The Empire of Lies will always crumble under its own weight. The Tower of Babel is extremely real. Vox Day is an Indian. I know, and I can't believe we didn't get them. You know, it's like, I, I'm going to talk to my guys about that. I don't know how we fucking, you know, a few snuck out. Dude, obviously, there is some persecution about Indians. Obviously. But the story of the Americans were just... It's, it's so similar to what they do to Putin and Hitler and everybody where that everyone's just sitting around. We got to kill these Indians. No, these fuckers wouldn't honor the treaties. Let me tell you about Indians. They don't believe in boundaries. So many times. So when you're dealing with hunter gatherers and it's not just a, a, a race thing, the Scottish are notoriously bad at this too, where they go, where their sheep goes, they go where the buffalo go, they go where the seasons take them, which is a great, beautiful, all natural third eye way to live. Way to go. You guys take your ayahuasca and go talk to the fucking grandfather in the trees. That's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad you guys have that out there. But for us adults, you know, you, you have to carve out regions where it's like the farming people, the people that actually build civilization and aren't just chasing a goddamn buffalo and hoping that the, 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 the godmother of the wind doesn't bring you snow. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. I love that stuff. You know, people that want to microdose and chase around an owl, great. But for us, the adults in the room, you set up a treaty and you say, okay, this region we will have, you have this treaty. And then the Indians don't understand fucking treaties. This is what, this is what the, the Indians of the world don't want to admit. Oh, oh, the white man is always breaking treaties. Oh, Really? So there's no way you guys did raids or hunting parties on buffaloes on someone else's land? Really? You never did that? You, you never were like, but, but the buffalo say, the buffalo go this way when the coyote come. And it's like, no, but there's a line in the ground. The line in the ground is not from our, our godfather of the owl. Okay, well, then you, so you're not honoring the treaty. That, that, that's what happened over and over and over again. Indians were also divided amongst war they were like animals. No offense, Vox. I get it. Some of you guys had a wonderful time. You know, very fast, strong, fierce warriors, beautifully intertwined with nature. But like, yeah, but so's the dog, you know? Cod's fucking Indian. Cod, how much Indian are you? 
And so they were like, so yeah, I get it. Everybody's, you know, everybody's doing drum circles and talking to spirits. Right. But then you'd bump into another group and you'd go to war. Indians fought all the time. You know, Indians drink Listerine have been for a hundred. Dude, I've done shows at Indian. That's why I know all this shit, guys. I've done comedy in Alaska or in these places. Oh, it's because the, the white man made me drink the Listerine. No, it's not. You're not that far away from an animal. Okay, I know that sounds bad. I know people are mad at me. I I get it. Oh, no, it's generational trauma because you took the buffalo. Really, you're drunk on Listerine right now. You can't go into a store and not buy. They won't give me the fire water. I have to. Oh, but but don't you know, Big Bear? It's because you took everything from them. You took their ability. No, no. As soon as they got guns, they killed all their own buffalo. No one wants to fucking admit that. That's one of the fundamentals about the Indian story that's so preposterous. The white man came and take all our bow. No, no. When you guys were using bows and arrows, you were in natural symbiosis. You literally couldn't kill enough of them. The minute they got guns, they had no self-control. They have no self-control with sugar, with alcohol, with anything. You fucking put a little bit of booze under an Indian's nose... And they will just run off their, they'll run off a cliff. I was raised with tons of Indians, guys. I played lacrosse. I get it. They're a brave, beautiful people. They can run great. A lot of them are awesome people. You know, they're really tuned in with nature. They, 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 they have no self-control at all. You know, that's why they're called, like on the res, it's called res rockets. If, as soon as they get their license, they get the fastest car they can. They, they put the biggest engine you can possibly imagine in it. And then they just drive into shit. That's a fact. They're called res rockets. I, dude, I've lived with Indians. In college, I lived with Indians because I play lacrosse. Like, great guys. They'll be the first to admit they have no self-control. It's like, well, it, it turns out that my car can go 500 miles an hour. They just, dri- they just drive off a cliff. And then everyone goes, oh, white people made them do that. Really? White people literally tried to take their ability to drink alcohol. Dude, some of my Indian friends, the full-blown ones, they three drinks. One time, one of my close friends growing up, full-blooded Indian, Mohawk Indian, comes to my show in, in uh, Atlanta. Oh, by the way, you can actually hear him in my special Persona Non Grata at Unauthorized.tv. Because I'm doing a joke, and I'm going back and forth with my Indian buddy in the, uh, in the crowd. Like, full-blooded, like, brown skin, cheekbones, Full-blown Indian. I know a bunch of these guys. Okay, he comes to my show in Atlanta. He's doing well for himself. These guys can do really well, and then they go crazy. So he has, I buy him some drinks from the stage. I'm like, one of my best friends since third grade. I'm like, you know, have a shot. You know, I'm like, Indian, alcohol. I'm like making a joke out of it. He fucking beats up the manager of the club during my show. I get off stage his girlfriend is like, he's in prison now. Like, it's my fault. It's, it was like all, it was like the white man's fault. I'm like, what? It's like, he's in prison now. Like, he's in jail. He had to spend a few days in jail. I'm like, I'm the one should be mad. He literally, so the guy I vouched for, who I got free tickets for, who I paid for his food and alcohol, he fucking beat up. So the manager comes over and was like, hey, excuse me, can you be a little quieter? And he's like, coyote say... And he just immediately beats the guy up. And so I'm off stage now. It's like, and so now I'm expected to go to the jail. 
And I'm like, no, I have another show at 10. And then, of course, it's the white guy's fault. Every, and it's also the tall man's fault. This is true. Here's popular mechanics. You should mate with short people to fight climate change, experts say. Or you should mate with tall people so that your species doesn't become an abomination. Oh, yeah, being tall, oh, we're just consuming all these resources. Oh, being white, oh, why don't the white privileges our ability to see Listerine and not drink it until we die? Indians are corrupt as fuck. My tribe is especially. Oh, dude. Oh, white man made us have casino and get Rez Rocket. Every Indian I knew ended up trafficking drugs without exception. And you can blame, it's just like the Jews, you can blame the fact you own the Federal Reserve on Adolf Hitler, even though it didn't happen yet. So in 1913, was it Adolf Hitler? No, they had their pograms. Oh, Oh, don't you know where we come from? There's pograms. Every time we try to fuck a little kid, they fucking put us in a camp. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean you get to fucking run our currency off a cliff, you know? And the, and the Indians, are, coyotes say that uh, casino, casino is all white man allows us to do. No, no, that's, those reservations are protecting them from their fucking selves. And, and I know that's, I know that that's going to get me in a lot of hot water with Vox. He's going to say, coyotes say the white man tried to exterminate because I know that he's cackling secretly because now the white man is the Indian. Now you have all these other groups trying to, you know, take out our ability to have a coherent homogenous society. I get all that, but want to know what we have on our side that the Indians didn't, we can walk through a grocery aisle, look at Listerine and not drink eight bottles before leaving the store and piss our pants and punch a fucking manager. Okay. And that's true white privilege. Is our ability of seeing these things coming, you know, controlling ourselves. Because if not, I got a guy for that. I am now going to start running Woody everywhere I can. Our motto is, our, the, Woody's campaign slogan is, we will feed you, Woody, 2024. And all the images are all going to be of concentration camps. I don't know what Woody's going to run for. Mayor, governor, president. I don't fucking care. Dog catcher. But we're going to get him in office. Woody is the only politician you can really trust. We'll feed you. We'll clothe you. We'll give you a meal plan and health insurance. Health insurance. (laughs) Oh, we'll deliver. Won't we, Woody? Look at how trustworthy Woody looks in that picture. He has my vote. Oh, he has my vote, too. Woody gets it done. All right. I know that I was just very... Very offensive to Indians. Well, want to know what I, I consider offensive? You guys huffing glue and then running into traffic. Does no one? So, so I don't get an opinion. Like when I'm in Alaska doing shows, you have all the land in the world. Like you, you need more land than Alaska. You go to Alaska, it's just riddled with Indians. Want to know what they're doing? Huffing glue, looking for a lighter, like fucking zombies. Oh, the white man made me huff the glue. No. The white man has made glue illegal in areas worth Indians. You literally can't glue together a toy, a model plane. Is that because we're trying to get you to huff the glue? Or because when you huff the glue, you're a menace to society? You know? Oh, the white man did it to me. Coyote and owl say. No, no. Coyote's never said anything to you. It's a fucking dog. If you take the medicine, coyote will tell you the way of the father. And the, the, the mother owl who flies without sound. I get it. You guys have all this. 
deep spiritual knowledge that comes after huffing glue. Guess what? Everyone does. It's called being intoxicated. All right. What he looks a lot like Bart Chrysler. I don't even know who that is. You're the Indian now. Elizabeth Warren is like, I fucking know. Well, yeah, but we're not, though, because we have self-control. Yeah, a lot of whites are being sucked into the abyss, obviously, just like the Indians did. You know, the ones that can't, you know, not watch porn all day and smoke weed and, and troll people on bitchu comments. Yeah, you're the new Indian. Congratulations. And that's fine with me. You go meet with you go mate with midgets to stop fucking climate change. Go ahead. I'm not. You want to see what it's like being Caucasian in North Idaho in 2023? You want to just see a few a few minutes of pure Nordic bliss? Watch this. This is me cross country skiing. 50 miles of these trails, dude. Switzerland doesn't have shit on my area. Pure joy, pure beauty. Pure white. That's what it looks like. Like two and a half minutes, but just really let yourself enjoy it. Look at this small mountain town. Everyone's getting it. Everyone's coherent. Ordered. Nobody's huffing glue. Nobody's huffing paint. That's the sound of pure racial homogeny. Yeah, it looks like heaven, right? Want to know what you don't see? A bunch of drunken Indians looking for a lighter. You don't see a black guy smiling because he just stole a bike. You don't see gay men in a pride parade waving a flag, sucking a dick behind a dumpster. No, you don't see any of that. Because I, I agree with Christopher Gardner that location, that, that vibration is location. 
So that area has a has a vibration. It has like if you're there, you're supposed to be there. Everywhere you are, you're supposed to be. You know, I really think that. I feel like we have a spiritual vibration that matches our surroundings. Like Coyington should probably be in a prison cell. Bower Bear should probably be in a re-education camp. Okay. Have some good letters today. Everybody's getting it. Everyone's crushing. All right, Coyington, let's read the super chats. Let's get to work here. Let's pay the bills, as they say. And I'm not mad... I'm not mad at Indians at all. In fact, I really like a lot of you guys. But man, do you guys have no self-control. Unless you're at least half white. Then you're fine. You know, that's why, you know. All right, 3X Combo Bear. Shylock Holmes is on the case of the missing cookies. Indeed. Um, Rat skin coats is bad for your health. Ice Cube, I agree. Thank you for all the laughs. Keep crushing. Says Baseball Dad Bear. Thank you. Stop Bear. Cars model year 97 plus are federally required to have onboard diagnostics referred to as OB, Owen Benjamin, D2. Hmm, I get it. P.O. Bear, never got to watch you live. We'll watch again later. Awesome. 2000 year, and it was another generation of OBD, and in around 2017, they started the current iteration. Bear Tanks, is it possible to call the post office to check for mail before you go? No, that's a cunt move. Thank you anyway, though, Bear Tanks. Imagine if I'm like... Hello, it's Owen. Will you check my P.O. box? I know you're like riddled with work and understaffed, but I don't feel like getting in my car unless I have mail. No, that's an insane way to live. But that's fine though, Bear Tanks. I appreciate the super chat. Stop. I had a ton this morning. It, you know, I'm very happy. Old school car guys considered OBD2 the start of computer stuff you can't fix yourself. Yeah. All to save the environment, huh, huh guys? It's all about dependency. So now you can't fix your own car because you have to save the goddamn environment. Okay. Bovine Bear. I would love to see you raise Angus cattle. They are the best mix of great mothers with well-marbled. I, well, I, my friend um, down the street, a bear, he's now supplying me with cow. Uh, this Max characters makes it hard to send the super class we want. Well, entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. You can send more characters. What's the beef with Vox? Well, one, he's part Indian, and so that means he's not to be trusted. Two, it turns out he is uh, a fraud, and he's selling rat leather books. <laughs> have, have a nice weekend from Lefty Bear. And he started. I didn't want to do this. I did not want to do. I did not want beef with Vox. But I've I've been recording all of our conversations, and I'm ready to uh, show you. All of it on my... I, I'm just trying to make fun of Crowder. I don't record any conversations because I'm not a fucking gay guy. All right. Uh, I shekel you, Eric Bear. Thank you. Star Valley Bear. Anger is self-protection from vulnerability and vulnerability is required for growth. It's a good point. I like that a lot. Coddington. Entropy. Electric cars, no natural gas or fires and compliance coin. What would go... Yeah, but they're not going to get it. They're like, they're, they're not. I'm telling you guys, that isn't like hopium or anything. They're the, like, the, the international community is starting to really turn. And the, and the more Americans know that they're in an empire and what it actually is, and that they've been manipulated horribly with the spellcraft of like, only with rape and incest or like, um, or, you know, we have to protect the world for democracy and all this bullshit. 
you know, that, that Islam's economic model is terrorism. Yeah, maybe for fee- people that can make money out of thin air and use it to make everyone's kids gay. Sure, yeah, it's, I, I'm sure for you it's terrorism. But for me, it sounds like a little bit of heaven. And that doesn't, like, when I'm, like, talking about how much I like Sharia law, it doesn't mean your society should become Arab. It's just a, it's just a finance, it's like a moral and financial legal system that I have become quite fond of. That's why the, the spells don't work over time. What are you going to, are you going to call me Islamophobic? Like, Islamophobic. Think about how stupid that is. Oh, you're Islamophobic, says the gay man. Okay, well, under Sharia law, if you don't stop your shit, you're, you're going to be executed publicly. People that should actually be a little Islamophobic are ones doing sodomy or using currency backed by nothing. Sound familiar, Jews? Oh, how dare you? Now you're just trying to turn me into you're trying, you're trying to turn me into a lampshade. Oh, really? Really, Empire of Lies. Rockfin, BB, sign up for informeddeliveryusps.com. Save a trip to the PO. Now, if I'm going to be honest with you and myself, it's I like going to the post office. But I, I like saying hi to people. Even if it's empty, I, I just enjoy that, that little bit of time I have by myself in my truck. You know, I, I, just, I just really enjoy it. What is this? Oh, it's a letter. It was on the back of a receipt. I'm like getting shut, getting shaken down by the Jays. <laughs> Listen to your Floyd stream last night and it left me wanting more. I would love to hear a straight Floyd compilation or a full wall album cover. That would be amazing. I should do that. That's what I'm passionate about. Pink Floyd covers. Um, I know this would take a lot of work and practice, so I hope this would be something that sticks in your mind and maybe one day it happens. Stay thirsty, my friend. Yeah, I would, I should do that. I really love covering Pink Floyd. I was speaking of Indians. I bet that guy's drunk and that guy killed all his own Buffalo when he was introduced to the gun. Cause so many, what do white people are fucking awesome by the way. And everybody's like, oh, the white people, oh, Jesus. No, the white people were like, oh, these Indians are going to love these guns. They can hunt with them. They had no idea that they would kill all of their own buffalo and then blame them for the guns. You know, it's like a lot of Jays, they can't stop masturbating. Or like pushing or poking. You know, and then so, so what they do is they blame everyone with self-control. And they call it privilege. And you know what? It kind of is a privilege. Can you imagine being like an Indian or a Jew? Like an Indian's just like, oh, I just can't help myself. Okay, well, how sweet a Euro. What am I going to do with that? Oh, seeing Banker Bear. Yes. Can't wait to read that. Rockfin, it's all part of God's plan. The question for each of us, which part? I, thank you for that. Uh, receive tips. Okay, kind and entropy, please. The veil is lifting. World War III will refocus the cattle. We'll see about that. The veil is lifted in ways I don't think it's lifted in the past. Thank you for the Odyssey pledges. Those go a long way. Kyneton refuses to send the entropies. Yeah, German. Ba- oh, very generous. Thank you, Roly Poly Bear. 
Oh, 10K in taxes messed up on W-4. I guess I need to have more kids to offset the balance. Good thing I'm not in debt, or am I? Considering the dollar is a federal debt note. Thank you, Roly Poly Bear. 10K for taxes is not bad, my friend. Time traveling bear. Crowder's a dunce. Long live the big bear. Can you give a gem of advice for raising stad kids like yours? Just some principal foundational advice if you have any. Thanks, BB. Uh, just be polite with them. Don't expose them to trauma. A bit shoot comment uh, that I've been thinking about said that, uh, you know, given the world that we're going to be entering, the kids should have street smarts and be more exposed to, you know, the tough lessons. I completely disagree. You want your kids to end up huffing ga- glue like a fucking Indian? Sure. Traumatize the shit out of them. But like being street smart and understanding and being productive and tough does not require abuse. In fact, that makes you weak and gay and addicted. You know, a lot of these people that are not capable of surviving, um, you know, harsh environments, it's not because they were raised with a lot of abuse. It's, um, it's, you know, what was I saying? So people that are capable of surviving really tough environments has to do with moral character and moral strength and personal strength and integrity and work ethic. You know, the people that are running around traumatized with knives and guns trying to, no, no, those people are way easier to spot if you're a low trauma, high morality, high work ethic family. You see them like animals. You know, my kids are learning to fight, you know, ski, violin, Latin, all kinds of shit. Like all the tools, and that doesn't make you weak. It's like one of these huge, huge misunderstandings with child rearing. And I'm sure I'll, I'll have a lot to learn and I'll make mistakes just like everybody. But um, the high up, the people that have been raised better can survive, uh, you know, can survive more. Like the, the trauma is what keeps you in bad cycles. You know, drinking, drugs, unable to have a relationship. Think like fighting with everybody, you know, having constant conflict with everyone in your life. Not showing up to work on time, being suspicious, stealing. These are things that are not street smart. That's, that's going to ensure that you end up, um, you know, food for someone else. In my opinion. You know, like, because being raised well, you can spot animals. You know, it's like, it's not like someone can just trick you and lie to you easily. Because if you have a good uh, tuning fork... You can spot a lie a lot easier than somebody who's degraded and traumatized, you know, because they're not motivated by intellect or logos or anything. They're motivated by very short-term, low-vibrational needs. So that's my opinion on that. Sir Fender, in your recent stream, you were posing the question, what do you think God does to people that he allows to see something and they don't have the mercy on their fellow man? This resonated with me, and I thought of the parable of the unforgiving servant. Matthew eighteen twenty one. Uh, Bible.com. So yeah, thank you very much, Sir Fender. Letter Keeper Bear. Got to be honest, I can't help but chuckle every time you call Coddington a piece of shit. Well, he is. All right. Uh, I want to read the parable of the unforgiving servant for the people. Parable of unforgiving servant. Uh, I know it, kind of, but when the fellow servant was unable to pay, the unforgiving servant sent him to debtor's prison until he paid. His actions were seen and reported to the king upon hearing that the forgiving 
servant refused to also forgive, the king removed his mercy from the man and sent him to be tortured until his debt was paid. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the parable was that a servant was forgiven by the king, but that servant w- would not forgive another man, whereas the king then took back his forgiveness, which I think works on a spiritual level. Okay. Sherlock. University and the media failed, and now I learn about how the world works from a feral comedian. (laughs) That's great. Well, they can't tell you the truth because the truth is based on a lot. Their entire power system is based on a fundamental lie that they can never say or else they have to go back to the beginning. And so when you understand that, it makes sense. It's not just because they're crazy. It's if they admit that they're the empire, it fundamentally goes against the foundation and principles of the American nation. They can't. So they have to keep spinning lies until the, until the world you know, overtakes them. Because other parts of the world are not operating with this amount of lies. This is long overdue. Super chat. Thanks for all you do. BB, can I be verified as Biblio Bear? Welcome, Biblio Bear. This is where the term Indian giver came from. Yes, you would get, you would make a deal with an Indian and then they would just not follow it over and over again. Then they get drunk on Listerine and then they blame the white people. Well, it's just like, okay, well, you guys, that's why you lost. Undefeated Bear. Hey, BB, can I be verified as Undefeated Bear? Thanks for the insights and laughs. Letter coming soon. Welcome, Undefeated Bear. Is there a version of the Bible that you don't consider gay? Yeah, all, even the King James I don't consider gay. I just think it was made by a gay guy. Uh, you can feel the intention of the Bible, but the legalistic churchian, you know, using the Bible as a weapon or to push a, uh, what I believe to be a pretty obviously loose theology is the problem. But I don't care. You can do whatever you want. You know, it's your call. But the intention and the spirit of the Bible is there no matter what version, pretty much. But some are worse than others when it comes to hiding obvious. You know, the older the Bible and the more um, and the earlier the language, I'm guessing the better. Like a, a friend of our families, they learned Greek just to learn the Bible and said it's mind blowingly different. All right. Like in a cool way. Like uh, a lot of it has to do with commerce, man. A lot of this shit has to do with commerce and money and how if your money system is based on illusion, you're going to uh, your castle will fall to the sea. All right. Uh, Kyneton, are we caught up? Because now I'll start reading these uh, incredible letters. I can't wait to read the one from the German banker. Keep on crying. I love it. Okay. You guys ready? One more entropy? Oh, really? So no one even cares that I took my Saturday. I'm just kidding. I like to pretend to be a victim in such an absurd way that it's actually making fun of victim consciousness. Um, nice one, everyone. Got split. Much love. Was the uh, was the gold gravy good in the in the currency gravy? I just think that it's good to know why these things are happening. Uh, but the Saudi Arabia selling oil outside of the dollar is the biggest thing to happen monetarily in fifty years. 
and the media can't report on it or else the media will lose its ability to be funded. Thanks for the Saturday stream, BB. I work on weekends, so I really appreciate them. Anytime. All right, let's read some mail. First of all, sorry for teasing the gravy in my first letter and not delivering on the spot. I was hoping to first get verified before attempting to ladle some gravy. But the good news is that your hilarious reaction made me formulate my thoughts and put them down in this letter. Easier said than done, I must admit, as I do not have your talent for rhetoric and even less for comedy, but I'm giving it a go. Read an Iris voice. Big Beer, you know it's all about your health. That is the honest truth. Swear to Satan it is. We wanted you to stay indoors under house arrest, not seeing your friends, family, and loved ones. After all, you could spread coronavirus. The mask was absolutely necessary. It kept you from getting sick. And more importantly, we spared you from seeing your friends and family's faces while dying. The lockdown was also super critical and only in your best interest, as it stopped the spread of the dangerous virus. And I love voice. It also allowed me to take an inventory of all the collateral avail- available, especially while the Western world stood still. Lastly, the jab is only there to save the lives of millions, and we have to get the little prick in everyone's arm at all costs to save you and Granny. Uh, read a normal voice. Is If this was not as funny as it was in my head, no, it was very funny. I thought it was very well written. Well, I am German and a banker. We are known to be hilarious. Here's my theory, and sorry if I go into a bit of details. No, I want them all. But I do want to establish credibility for my theory and assessment. First, my background. I'm an elite university MBA with high honors in two very relevant fields and have been at five investment and commercial banks in my 25-year working career, included the likes of J.P. Morgan and Bank of America Merrill Lynch. The focus is corporate acquisitions, but almost exclusively on the debt financing in these acquisitions. Most of the leveraged buyout side, but remember, my expertise is in debt, actually all forms of debt, all capital. This theory is mostly written from a German angle. No, the Germans were right about a lot. Keeping German history in mind, but in my view, could be behind the entire Corona and Vax agenda and could be applied to most Western countries. So here it goes. I believe that our modern economic system have a lifespan of about 70 years. Then usually a form of reset is required. As people start waking up to the slave system they are in, spending runs amok or debauchery ensues, LGBT, gender reassignment, etc. In 1878, the Treaty of Berlin was signed. In 1945, World War II ended. Um, in 1948, the Deutsche Mark was introduced. Notice that 70 years passed, so in 2018, the 70-year cycle ended again. And look around. Spending skyrocketed everywhere over the last 10 to 20 years with no end in sight, and debauchery is possibly reaching all-time highs. This spending, however, is and was all debt-financed. We know all fiat currency is debt or promissory notes to be repaid at some point unless there is a reset, like a war, hyperinflation, Um, or the borrowers, Western countries, find a way to post additional collateral security to satisfy the financiers. Now, in the case of Germany, spending was sky high already in 1989, and collateral backing those loans, which is really my point, was running out at the time, much sooner than the 70-year cycle. 
the German reunification happened. All of a sudden, Germany's landmass doubled and unencumbered assets became available for new loans, fiat creation. And the problem was pushed down the road. Surprise, surprise, remember in East Germany as well as in the Soviet Union, corporate and personal debt did not really exist, at least not to any levels comparable to what we saw in the West. In 2015, the road seemed, yeah, what if they were right? Like, what if, what if the, the, the Soviets had a, a sounder economy? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point, man. In 2015, because we are centralized, we are fucking retarded at this point. People pretend to work and pretend to get paid, you know. In 2015, the road seemed to end again. But hey, a migrant crisis came in handy to bring in super productive refugees with the idea to add additional valuable productive human capital. See, two to three million to the economy. This was obviously short lived, as it turned out. Not a good idea to have a generous social welfare system while inviting in almost unlimited immigration with no incentive to produce or better their lives. So now 2019 came, 71 years after the end of World War II and the last financial reset caused by the utter annihilation and destruction of Germany. Oh my God, this is so true. Read an Ira voice. Frau Merkel, everything in this country is already given to the banks as security or collateral pledges. The cars that your Volk people drive... The houses they nest in, the life energy in the form of taxes they give to you. Do you have any other collateral to give to me? Be creative, Frau Merkel. Read a normal, normal voice. At the moment, I go through this on a daily basis. A company we have lent money to has an issue caused by supply chains distortions. By lower, <coughs> by lower than expected revenues, higher costs, lower demand for goods, you name it. The company comes in, wants more financing. Guess what we do? We ask either for higher margins on the debt or we ask the company to provide more security and collateral. So here goes my theory. I love it. This letter from an Irish, no, German banker. By 2019, all collateral that could have been pledged to the banks and large financial investors like BlackRock, Vanguard, Fidelity, etc. ran out. These are the key financiers globally. They make all money flow and have also taken over the social agendas in the Western world to suit their requirements for single income producers to be taxed. To add to the misery, most people by now are completely fragile financially, opposite of Nassim Taleb's anti-fragile, and feel the pressure to accept that men can be women or that two plus two is five, just to keep the paycheck coming. What are the agendas? They are confusing children about their sexuality, breaking up the family unit, pushing abortions. So no pair bonding occurs in creating feminized, weak, and pathetic gamma males. Debauchery all around. Now came the idea. So what capital can be pledged? Everything is already collateralized. What value is left? The human... Oh, this is so true and dark. The human body needs to be collateralized. In the case of Germany, 80 million human bodies. At the moment, the system works with personhood, i.e. your digital footprint, SSN, tax ID, to interact with the system and government. A good commerce course can explain this concept. But the person is not real. It is not alive. It has no consciousness, no creativity, and cannot create value, add, via its God-given imagination. Via taxes, it has been attempted to take our time from us our life energy, but now I believe they want the entire human body as collateral for the debt. 
Before offering the VAX, the financiers potentially required an inventory, read one to three months, nearly complete lockdown, in order to make sure they are certain what other value is potentially there and whether anything has been missed. In my view, the fiat system was about to collapse and they hit the brake. Similar to a supermarket at quarter end when they close the doors and count the cans, tins and bottles to assess the situation. The shutdown of the world economy brought time for the assessment of the inventory and provided a welcome excuse for what was about to come. Fear is a powerful way to scramble the mind. In addition, when nothing moves, no financing settlement flows are required. Easing the pressure on the system, it was a win-win. Now they just had to get a link to the human body, into the flesh and bones, and create a connection. Here comes the gene-altering vax jab. It created a new asset class as collateral. They needed the free will consent, evil Satan needs us to accept the offer, to connect the person with the human body. Remember green passes, vax cards, and the prospect to link it with your ID and passport? This is purely to collateralize and get the full material value of the human body in the books. Can't patent nature. You can patent when you change the uh, DNA of nature. That's a fact. This has already been, uh, well, according to them. You can patent GMOs, and so you make a human a GMO, and you can now own the body. That's a fact. According to their system. Okay. Once the link is there, the people who took it voluntarily to safeguard grandma or just to get their privileges back are now your target market. They're willing to sacrifice their bodily autonomy for the COVIDian cult, and all potential future cash flows can be raised via the intrusion into the human body. In finance, there's a valuation technique called discounted value of future cash flow. And that is mainly for the valuation of cash flow producing assets. Now collateral has been created that banks and financiers can lend against in order to keep the insanity going. In Germany, they are pushing hard to make the VAX mandatory, but narrowly lost out in Parliament. The idea was to put heavy fines on the unvaxed, but that would have just been another tax in lieu of the human body link. Assuming 20 million unvaxed, this could have raised up to 2 to 300 billion in funds. Just from the unvaxed alone, the human bodies of the other 60 million Germans is unmeasurably higher in value. There are a bunch of theories what is in the VAX. Some say it will change your DNA, which could potentially be relevant also for proprietary claims by pharma companies on the human body injected with the poison. It could also have inheritance law implications. Who's your daddy? I am neither a medical doctor, biologist, or lawyer. I am just thinking outside the box. However, one thing is sure, it will likely be a link between the digital person and the human body. With its God-given creativity, and therefore it is very valuable asset, target market, for all kinds of requirements that the financiers and the banks will decide to put on it via the government lackeys. This can range from social credit scores and link privileges to additional required medical treatments, possibly an antidote. The idea to chip us humans is most likely the wet dream of Satan and targets the same end. Isn't this intense? It's great, though. I sent an authorized super chat. Nice. Lastly, the German pension scheme has been published a multi-billion excess profitability causes by the excess mortality that we have been witnessing in 2021 and 2022. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of times we find the answer when we follow the money. 
Indeed. This case is no different. Yeah, think about how much money you can make if you kill off the people that you owe money to. Um, yeah, he kept the gravy out of the first letter. How dare him? Yeah, but he took some time to really explain it. All right. This case is no different, but a bit more sophisticated since they basically decided to create a wholly new asset class, the human being, bones and flesh, and used it as collateral or assurance for the financing they provide. Big Bear, in your usual ways, I believe you were on to the truth once again when you recently discussed the point that all 3D material wealth in this world is not enough to repay the debt. But you rightfully concluded that this is not taking into account the God-given creativity and consciousness of us God-created human beings. Yet yeah, one baby is worth more than all the gold in the world. And so that's a fact. Like one living man with his creative power or a woman with her womb and her ability to make other living men and women is worth more than all the gold in the world. And, and I know if I know that, Satan knows that. You know, if I know that, the bankers know that. Okay. Um, That is where the true value lies. And I theorize that the banks, uh, gravelers, realized this and implemented the link to the true value of us humans. I don't know how they can extract it, though. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with everything you're saying. But I just don't know if, like, I can't see how they get, we still have the divine spark. Like, even if you've been vaccinated, you still have your free will. This is illusionary in a sense. But I think he's right about what they're doing with collateralization. I think shutting down the economy to do a a count is what happened. (laughs) All right. I could write much more, but do not want to go into much further details as this letter will just be too long to keep anyone's attention. You're out of your mind. The German self-esteem has been so destroyed ever since Mean Mr. Mustache. This is one of the most fascinating letters I've ever fucking read. The good news is that I believe their scheme is not working out as we humans started to smell the coffee and the frog is getting ready to leap out of the pot. Yeah, I don't think it worked either. (coughs) Uh, But I do believe that this will mean that they might try other ways to cover up the end of the road for the system. And it could clearly get ugly in the interim. Yes. The dollar and the ability to do sanctions is one of their biggest weapons and they can't do it now. Yahshua says, what does it benefit a man to gain the cosmos and lose your soul? Yeah, exactly. And it could clear, all right, I I am hopeful and optimistic, however, as in my view, after some initial birthing pains, we will enter a new era and a new golden age. I agree. I think we're on the precipice of something really beautiful, but I think there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of fear because they need the fear to keep the dreidel spinning. I think the Rona squeeze was also to stave off full collapse, like you pointed out before, BB. Yeah, I mean, look at it. You can see it in little graphs everywhere. If they didn't do COVID, look at where debt versus savings was going. You, you have to have something to securitize and collateralize uh, or else it, the whole thing collapses. You know, if you borrow money and you, and you don't have anything to give, whether it's labor, um, you know, whether it's rights to commodities, whether it's the number one 
And I, I, I think that this letter is actually giving people some hope in an odd way because it's so easy to not realize the number one commodity in the world is human consciousness. Um, like one baby is worth more than all the gold in the world. And it's, it's crazy because people just throw away their ability to have kids. They abort their kids. They abuse their kids. They do all these horrible things. And look at what the ultimate score for Satan or the banks is, is the human body, your consciousness. Um, this letter gave me a boost of hope because it didn't work on me. Exactly. Exactly. I do not, but I don't even, even if you got vaccinated, I don't want you to feel hopeless or evil or like your body's owned by Satan. That's not, you know, I have a social security number. They don't own me. It's fine. It's like, it's a bad move. You did a bad thing. Like you taking the vaccine, you thought you were doing the right thing. You weren't, but move on. You're not owned. I want to make sure you know this. Cause I know that there's probably thousands of people listening to this right now that took the vaccine. Satan does not own you. It's all an illusion. You made a mistake. All right. You made a mistake, but it's not their claim on your body and your consciousness is only by acceptance. Even if you took the vaccine, you still haven't consciously accepted Satan's ownership of you. So just don't. He's you're fine. I promise you you're fine. I mean, you might have a fucked up heart, but you know, that's what margarine did to people too. Remember how many people used to have heart attacks in the eighties? Better to be a liar in the man's eye and truthful to God than idol to man. Uh, boosters will get you. Well, it's your acceptance of ownership by Satan is what gives gets you. All right. <clears throat> I do ha- not have evidence to prove any of this theory. I'm just trying to connect the dots as so many of us who are seeking the truth. In my view, once you see and identify the evil, it loses its power and hold over you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, their claim over your body is still an offer. Guys, the claim of the double helix is still just a claim. I've seen no real tangible proof with my God-given discernment that a double helix DNA strand exists. Now, could it exist? Sure. Have they shown that they can do really impressive things with DNA? Yes. Can you test DNA and blood? Sure. But it's still just a claim. And uh, I'm not satisfied with the claim. You know, they can say they can modify your DNA, but you have to believe them. I mean, you can, it's a magic show. You can see that they can alter DNA or whatever they're doing and change the way a crop operates or like how corn looks or modification practices. You don't know it's a double helix strand. You've never seen it. You're just trusting the devil at this point. You know, and so their claim that they changed your DNA is still, it, there's a really, really good chance it's total horseshit. That they can't change your DNA. DNA doesn't even exist as described. Yeah, the double helix was invented by a guy on acid. Yeah. Uh, you know, is there is there way, you know, there, there are things that they can do. And science has shown that they can alter quote unquote DNA, but they can't. It's still just a total grabble. That's why I like to go to the fundamental fundamentals. How do we know asteroids are real? What do we think gravity is? Look at Einstein's theory of relativity. Does it sound totally insane now? Like, 
CNN would if you watch it on a six-month delay. Go read a Time magazine from 1970 and tell me if it doesn't sound like total fiction. It's not news. It's fake. And so if you took the vaccine, what, in my opinion, you put something poisonous in your body that may have lasting effects. I don't think they changed your DNA, whatever that even is. I think that the claim that you're now a GMO human is false. You know, like that they now own you. Only God owns you. There's no, only through your acceptance of that ridiculous offer can they get a claim on you. It's only your decision. I don't give a fuck if your hand turns into a flipper. That doesn't mean they own you. You can't make a claim on that. As deadly as the vaccine is, more people were killed by the food pyramid. 100%. More people were killed by the food pyramid than the vaccine. <laughs> you know? Because it's all choice. It's all choice. It's always reversible. I don't know if it's reversible. It might not be. Circumcision is not reversible. Some things aren't reversed. Some damage to your heart. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's medicine out there I don't understand, but... Um, it was a bad, it's a bad thing to do. Don't take these vaccines. Like it, it can do permanent harm. You can like lose your arm. Like that's a fact, but the claim that they change your DNA is possibly all they need to take it to court. Right. But the onus is on the claimer. That's why I don't make claims unless you're a, a comedian, you know, but if someone says we change your DNA, the claim, like if, if someone says we're on a spinning ball, this is why I'm not, uh, I don't believe in the globe. The claim is the, the responsibility of proof is on the person making the absurd claim. To look around and see what we see and say we're on a spinning ball requires a lot of proof. Great accusations, great claims require great proof. Like hardcore, absolute proof that they can't provide. That's why I'm not into globe earth because they have, oh, snipers have to adjust. No, they don't. NASA, liars. Uh, the toilet spins a different way. And if you go to the South Pole, uh, okay, have you been to the South Pole? No, okay. If you're gonna fucking make a claim that we're standing on a ball going a thousand miles an hour, you have to prove it to me I don't have to prove to you flat earth because I don't know where we're standing. I'm not going to make a claim of what we're standing on because I can't prove it. You know, the key to breaking Satan, the father of lies, you know, that's why he's called the accuser. If Satan's going to make a claim, you got to prove it's not on me to prove I'm not. I, I learned this through trolls and gammas. Like you'll see them make claims against me. Oh, you're a liar. You lied to your audience. You live, you're secretly, you're, okay, prove it. I don't have to like prove that I'm a good person who's not lying. If you're going to try and make a claim that I'm bad, prove it. And you can't, because it's a lie. And that happens with everything. If you're going to claim that that vaccine just cha fundamentally changed your DNA, you prove that to me. That's it. That's why Jesus would teach people to ask him questions. How, how did Jesus talk to the Pharisee? In questions. He didn't make claims. It's on them to prove. You know, it's on them to prove it. 
I think one of the stronger arguments that Jesus is God, which I don't personally believe, has never been made to me by the Trinity guys. It's that he wouldn't have made the claim. You know, the, one of the strongest arguments, as because one of the reasons that I, I find the Trinity infuriating is I think 99% of the people who say Trinity and all this, they don't actually... It's not, they haven't really thought it through because the, the evidence they use, in my opinion, is a lot of it's lacking. Why would Jesus speak in riddles? Why wouldn't he just say, like, the, the strongest argument as to why Jesus wouldn't have said it is because a huge aspect of the New Testament is speaking in questions. If Yahweh knew this was our future, could it possibly be that he gave us something in our bodies to counteract any attempts to alter our DNA. I don't think it has anything to do with what's in the shot. I think it has to do with our acceptance of a claim. One of the fundamentals about Christ's teachings was how to interact with the devil. You know? It's just how they feel. Thinking through has nothing to do with it. Yeah, because I think that the danger of the Trinity is the idol worship of Christ. Like, his... His images, his graven images, his statues, not realizing that you have to follow his path. If you think Christ is God, it's very daunting to live a life like Christ. Because how can you be like? So you come to the conclusion. You're, um, do you read the email? No, I haven't been able to read the email yet, Gypsy Bear. I'm sorry. I saw it, though, and I appreciate it. But the... Like now that we, this is a fine time to talk about the Trinity. I'm sure if, if you're emotionally charged by this, I don't care. Then, then you're literally a child. The path of Christ is your savior. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So if you perceive Christ as God, what the, the effect I've seen on people is they don't follow what he says. They, they just worship him and kiss his feet when there is parts of the Bible where he says not to do that. And for you to live as he lives which is too mind-blowing to do as God, your creator. You can't match up to that. But the whole, one of my arguments against the Trinity is that Jesus would, why wouldn't he just say it? He never, he's always very tricky and odd about it. Like he's always like, have I, have you not known me? Like stuff like that. The one argument for the Trinity is that Jesus would have phrased it as a question based on how he interacted with the world. Uh, but again, it's not, for me, this isn't an emotionally charged triggering exercise, but I know how it, what it does to people. And, oh, how dare you? No, Jesus rock star, Jesus Christ superstar is a trick and a grabble and it's total horseshit. And it's like, if you want to go down that path and be like, Oh God, he beats death. Oh, he I, Jesus Christ Superstar was a play mocking how you view Christ, in my opinion. But the whole, the onus of responsibility is on he who makes the claim. Christ taught people how to not make claims and still navigate the Pharisee. Um, all right. All right, whatever. Uh, at this point, I said, the Jews picked up stones to kill him because they knew what he was getting at. Right, but what if what he was getting at, Gypsy Bear, is how everyone could connect directly to God? Which is why I'm not a Trinity guy, personally. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. But the idea that you have to separate yourself from God and not listen to 90% of Christ's teachings 
and just say, oh, he was God. He was tricking. And uh, now uh, my opinion is that Jesus was teaching people like how to connect directly to your creator. And he used questions so he didn't, because like with those blasphemy laws, if he claimed he was God, they had a legal right to kill him. That's one reason why I think that some of the Bible is slightly ground, because I, I do believe that Rome wants, wants an argument for killing Christ. They didn't want people, yeah, he was clearly getting at we didn't need the Pharisee, right. He was saying how to interact with the devil. Like right now it'd be the WEF or uh, Big Pharma or the vaccine or anything. So Christ taught you like how to interact with that without making claims. Right. Didn't Jesus say, who do you say that I am? Yeah. So that's the best argument <coughs> that Jesus at that point was embodying Yahweh. And I'm not making that claim, by the way. We can only connect God through him, says Gypsy Bear. Through how he taught you to be. When you say through him, what does that mean? You have to be touching his robe. You have to be speaking to him in your mind. Like that, that, that doesn't carry the meaning you think it does, Gypsy Bear. His teaching and his methods was how you can connect to God through the teachings of Christ. How you can become like Christ and connect directly to God. When people say only through Jesus, then you're bringing a third party. It's all financial, guys. It's about a third party claim check. <clears throat> okay, so how do we get to Jesus? Only through the Pope. Oh, no, not the Pope. Martin Luther is separated. Okay, only through this doctrine only through this dogma only through this church only through this ritual no 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 third party claim checks third party claim checks if you need jesus to get to god was no one connected to god before jesus exactly what if christ brought these people away to do, and i'm asking it as a question and it's and if you want to make a claim you got to back it up and i think one thing that's haunted christianity is uh making these claims without evidence. The irony about the Trinity is if you were to act like Christ, you would never say he was God. Isn't that fucking hilarious? You would say, you, you would ask a question to have someone come to that conclusion. If you make the claim Jesus Christ is God, you have to show that. And you, and you are not doing a good job doing that. The best argument, in my opinion, for the Trinity is one that I've never heard argued to me, which is Christ would never make a claim he is God because he was teaching people how to speak in questions to avoid the legalistic, satanic repercussions of a claim. That's the best argument. And so when, because like, there would be times when he would, all right, so my, all of my arguments rest around why would Christ be tricky? This is actually what I sent to you in an email a week ago. Nice, we're connected, Gypsy Bear, through the ether. But so why would he pray to himself? Why would he say, dear, they know not what they do. Why, would, why, why, why? Like God is not a trickster. God would not be tricking his people. Why wouldn't he just say, I am God? And bear in mind, I, I'm not saying Jesus is God at all. I'm making a claim that Christ showed people how to connect the Trinity with you as Christ. And making a claim you can't defend is one of the ultimate traps, the bank, Satan, whatever you call them. 
So let's say Jesus was embodying Yahweh directly. He wouldn't say it based on his other teachings. That's the best argument for the Trinity. Because if not, he would just say it. the only way. So, so the best argument for the Trinity is showing how to operate without making a claim. You wouldn't make that claim if you're operating that way, which is so ironic because of all these Christians making the claim. All right. He's our head, king of kings of man, son of man, sits on the right hand of God. He's not up there spinning in circles trying to be the right hand of himself. Right, right. That, th- those contradictions are valid points. And it's kind of like uh, when, I, when Paul from Pockets talked about, and then I reiterated, how the media w- refuses to admit that they have a role in the confusion and distrust. This gets confusing. I don't know. I think how I just described it isn't that confusing. It's all about, okay, whoever makes the claim has to prove it. So, if, so that's why a lot of the um, free man on the land type people will always respond to a police officer with a question. Do you have a warrant? Do you have evidence? Am I a free man? Do, well, because if you make a claim, you have to prove it under the satanic world order. And they have to operate under God. Yeah, am I being detained? Am I arrested? Uh, Do you have evidence? Don't say, show me your evidence. Do you have evidence? Do you require help from me? Why are you pulling me over? No, you tell me. How fast was I going? Don't say, oh yeah, I was going. One time I said that. It was on the ticket. It was hilarious. I was like, oh yeah, I was definitely going like 80. It's a rental. The car has a V8. I said that to a cop. No need for court. There you go. Pay that, asshole. You say... All you do is open up, you make a claim. Okay, how fast was I going? Do you have evidence for that? What is your evidence? And, you know, I don't, I'm not telling you to be argumentative with people your whole life. Um, but the best argument for the Trinity, as described by churches, ironically, you wouldn't make a claim about it. The, uh, the point about a rightful death claim from Roman Spotted, right. If the, if the pharmaceutical companies want to make a claim on your DNA, they have to prove DNA exists. What your DNA is, they have to prove that that determines who you are and that they changed it. They can't. You have to accept their claim or else their claim falls apart legally. You understand? That's why I am not a flat earther. Okay? Why? Because I can't make a claim as to what the earth is. What I can say is I am not satisfied with the evidence provided to me by people who believe we're standing on a ball spinning 1,000 miles an hour. Did Jesus say that he sits at the right hand of God or did Paul? Uh, Gypsy Bear, you're our, our go-to biblical scholar right now. Was that Paul? And that's one of the uh, and, and guys, that's one of the the beauties of the um, of the apostles and the beauty of having someone else tells your story. They are lying or they're right, but Boerbear and even uh, as as com- as funny people and just interacting, we can say shit like that. But if you're interacting with the devil. You don't even don't make a claim that they're lying. I do it comedically. We're having a lot of fun. But just say, where is your evidence that we are on a spinning ball? And it's up to you to believe them or not. 
Paul Ledgely also said that the line about no women teachers, so I kind of play good Paul, bad Paul. I know some of Paul's stuff is super based. The idea of a reprobate mind is great, and that's all Paul. So, uh, so yeah, that was a good little pep talk. Because, okay, if you've been vaccinated and right now you're feeling terrified that Satan just took ownership of your body, he did not. Only through you accepting that is that. That's why I don't accept Jesus is God. Because that's, it's so fucking beautiful and fascinating if you think about it. Because then I'd be making a claim that goes against certain aspects of Christ's teachings. That being said, the best argument for Jesus being the embodiment of his father in that moment is he wouldn't say it. He would ask it in a question, which ironically makes it so you should never claim that. It's fuck. His resurrection is the proof of the divinity. Uh, no, and not in my opinion. You, do you have evidence for that? And that's where a lot of Christians run into horrible problems because then they have to get into science and all this and, oh, the empty tomb, the empty tomb. It's like you're missing the whole fucking point, man, allegedly. Could it, could it be you're missing the whole point? All right. Also, the scripture says the graves were open. Could it be many were resurrected for 40 days and nights, allegedly, of course. Yeah, I mean, you're getting it, Wayne. I'm, like, I'm appreciating your allegedly and your could it be's. Because, okay, what, what's destroyed Christianity in the West, in my opinion, in America especially, I've been to some of these churches, and they sit around trying to scientifically prove the empty tomb. You can't. It's faith-based. Now, you can reference witnesses, and you can all that, but if you go down the road where you make a claim, and you have to use their jurisdictional boundaries to prove your claim, you've already lost. You already lost. Christ's teachings are true. That's the best proof you can get. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's true in your life now as it was 2,000 years ago. And you can show how it's aged like, he bats 1,000. It's like, you can see how it's a never-ending cornucopia of fractal truth and beauty. And... Uh, and don't enter their world of using science to prove your religion because you've already lost the minute you do that. It's all about legalities. And dude, I, I do fully understand this. I hope I'm articulating it properly. Uh, never accept defendant status. Submit a counterclaim requesting jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, Alphonse, yeah. And, and it's always on them to prove to you their claim. Welcome to the world of actual power. Okay. And who brought you that knowledge? Jesus Christ, the savior of man. Man, think of man. Like, okay, so how did he save man? He showed you that it's just a claim. This is what the churches don't teach. And they're paid not to teach it by the people who invented money as debt, allegedly. So it's like, okay, so you do not. So, okay, so Satan had enslaved the world in an illusion that it's, it's all true. Okay, it's a claim and it's false, allegedly. It's a, you have to accept Satan's claim. If you do not, he has no actual authority over you. It's you were given 
the free will and divine spark by God, your creator, directly. Titles, bloodlines, claims are sand. Okay, so that so there is a Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all that. The saying Jesus is God, kiss the feet, empty tomb, blah, blah, you're missing the whole thing. Apply it to all these people are taking fucking COVID shots and except they would have just presented the body if he never raised. Again, I'm not like just watch out for claims. I believe that Jesus was resurrected. I don't believe Jesus died. I don't think they killed Jesus. That's my opinion. But the the faith, the the real, like the Savior, the Messiah, was giving people that knowledge in that divinely beautiful way. And that's why all the people saying, oh, it's just a Jewish fable to keep the people. Well, then why is it true then? If If the story of Christ is a Jewish fable, and then Islam, the Catholic Church created Islam to go back and forth and control the mat, then why is it true? Why would it be true? You know, it's like that is the ultimate, the ultimate weapon you have as a living man or woman is that you, that they have to prove it to you. That they, the Pharisee makes claims that they cannot back up. And the only reason they have power is because you've accepted their lies. One living consciousness is worth more than the Vatican, the WEF, Davos, DC, Tel Aviv, all of it. It's a table flip. Right? And it's always been there. It's still, it's unmoving. I'm with the Muslims in that one. They didn't kill Jesus. Well, either way, they didn't kill Jesus. You can't kill Jesus. Like, they don't have the ability of killing Jesus, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's just giving them so much power to say Jews killed God. Like, you don't think they're just beating their dicks off at that? Hang on, what do we got here? All right. Nice. My brother's been cross-country skiing a lot. I love that. Oh, that's hilarious. You guys ever see this? <laughs> Isn't that great? Is any part of group Christianity allowed for personal experience and resonance to shape the beliefs of an individual? Or is it just magic, magic words from day one? Well, my experience in churches was magic words and dogma. Like you question Paul, you question anything and they tell you to leave. That's why, you know, I do like the idea of reforming churches from the inside out. But I also don't go into gay bars and tell everyone that they're fags. Like I just, you know, I, I don't care. I just don't. And so... This has been a great letter. I'm only at one letter. I have a ton of letters. So I hope you guys are in for a little hang session here on Saturday. It's also, what is death if the person comes back? Is it technically? Exactly. Exactly. You can't kill God. And what does death mean? You know, if you have eternal life, what does that mean? You're playing make-believe? You go into the underworld for three days and come back? Like, what is that? See, all that stuff, in my opinion... Is, is great. I'm not questioning your theology or telling you what to believe or anything like that. But the real power in the words of the Messiah are so rarely explained to anybody. Some of the best theology you'll get from like these sovereign citizen guys. And they're not, even though sovereign citizen is in contradiction, a citizen's a slave, a sovereign is, you know, it's, it's kind of bullshit. It's been very corrupted. 
But the idea of like it's on the Pharisee to prove to you their claim. And sometimes they can. Here's the gun, blah, blah, blah. And then you have 12. Why is, our, why, why is it 12 people, you think, guys? 12 human consciousness sit in a box and determine if it's been proven or not. 12. Pretty interesting number, isn't it? Time is an illusion, especially after death, allegedly could it be? Uh, I do have a theory as to why churches need to be retarded. Generations that weren't prepared or equipped to understand just passed down, going through the motions until a later generation puts the pieces together. Yeah, seems like either Jesus was God, therefore he couldn't be killed, or Jesus was a man, son of God, but physically a man, therefore he can be killed. Um, yeah. I mean, I, how do, you can't be the son of yourself. You know, I'm, I'm not a Trinity guy, but uh, there, is a, there is a good argument for the Trinity when it comes to he wouldn't make a claim because that was his whole point. You know, whatever. Jesus descended into hell like a legend and retrieved some forgiveness. So then he didn't die then. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's these, it's these like fables, not fables, but these like story. Oh, how dare you fable. The, it's like these storylines that take you away from the meat. You know, these little side dishes. Oh, you going to side dish to have souls in the underworld? No, what he told you and taught you is true that moment as it is today. And that'll keep you from injecting yourself with fucking poison. And God forbid you did. It'll keep you from accepting the claim over your body. Okay? That, and that's important. That's a lot more important than like, well, I mean, how many, how many hours was he in the underworld? What was Lazarus's deal? It's like, okay, have fun with that. But I think a lot of this stuff is just to keep distracting. Oh, the real church, oh, Peter, and the, oh, only this hat, not this one. No, oh, Martin Luther was just trying to steal. And I'm like, who gives a fuck, man? I do not have evidence to prove. All right. Would be very interesting in getting your views on this theory. Thanks for reading my letter and just keep on crushing. Nobody's having more fun than us. All the best, sincerely. Seeing Banker Bear. P.S. We had an awesome get-together of 50 bears in Dusseldorf. Oh, God, we're assembling in Germany. On uh, the 8th of January, thanks to Rhineland Bear and Wunder Bear and the many wonderful bears for organizing. Keep on crushing. Oh, boy, 50 bears in Germany. Oh, boy, that's how it starts. I'm just kidding. Nobody's violent. or anything. It's just about, you know, uh, creating community. That's hilarious. I could tour in Germany. Oh, no, I'd probably be arrested. I'd be like... The Holocaust sounds like a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> that would be my opening line. <laughs> I'd literally, dude, because that would be so fucking funny. Opening line in a German tour. Hey, guys, I think the Holocaust might be total bullshit. You guys could go back to crushing. <laughs> Excuse me, you can't say that. We are the bad boys. We are worse than poopy. You must flush us away. We need to be controlled. Start those tanks. Now I'd be like, don't go to war no matter what they say. Don't trust the next Hitler. Oh, so you're saying Hitler is the bad man? No, just don't go to war. But we had to go to the war. If we didn't go to the war, we couldn't have imported our pudding. <laughs> the first fucking joke I'd do, I'd be like, 
Hey, I got great news, everybody. I did the math. There wasn't a Holocaust. You guys can just go right back to crushing. Don't feel bad about any of it, guys. Oh, no, I have to feel bad about myself. Or else who will punish me? I came from my parents laughing when I shit on God Christianity as a young kid. They were Unitarians. Then I read the Bible. Jesus' message literally cannot be debunked. It's true. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's true. And it's not only is it true, it's super empowering. They have to prove it to you. You are a living man standing on land. You are created by God. There is a Holy Spirit connecting you directly to God and each other. But if, if there was no Holocaust, then why do I spank myself? The Germans fucked up trying to go green energy without the infrastructure. No, green. Guys, do you guys, do you guys not know how, uh, how spells work yet? Have I taught you nothing? Green energy, bitch. It's the color of money. It's the color of the American dollar. That's called green energy right there. Green. It's not a, oh, no, it's about the grass. No, that's the joke. I, learned, I realized that as I was feeding my cows grass, that it was the exact same color as fucking money. We had to go to the green energy because it's all about telling you to your face. Green energy, bitch. It's all about the fiat, motherfucker. Shit. We wear the Hugo Boss uniform no matter how cool you think it looks. Don't wear them. Don't wear the Hugo Boss. I'd be like, guys, Holocaust is bullshit. Don't feel bad. Go back to crushing. But never go to war. Never go to war. They're going to trick you again. But if we go to, go to war, then how can we defend ourselves? It's on them to come here. Oh, really? But I read in a pamphlet that that German's being raped and persecuted in the Rhineland. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. No one go to war. It's a fucking trick. But says babies and incubators getting the nuts. No, no. It's on them to go to war with you. The Jewish... Congress declaring war in Germany in 1933, that could literally have ended up just being nothing. You have to accept it. Oh, so they're lying? Of course they're fucking lying. They make claims all the time. This vaccine will keep your grandma from dying. Do you have any evidence for that? Don't ask for evidence. Here's a Krispy Kreme donut. Okay. They're, and because a lot of the, the sympathetic people of National Socialists, they won't let go that they didn't have to go to war. They're like, we had to, though. If we didn't, they were going to get to us. According to who? That's the lie that they tell Americans all the time. We're at war all the time. America has not had no war ever in like 100 years. It's constant war. If we don't go to the Vietnam, Vietnam will come here and they will bring the communism and everybody will become poor and gay. No, no fucking no. You can't, those are all false satanic. If someone's going to make a claim that if you don't go to Operation Barbarossa that destroyed your entire army, they were going to come there. You, Dude, it's, no, fuck that. Stop believing what idiots say. It's, and dude, if they invaded, they get destroyed. Can you imagine if Germany just kept their army home? And someone, oh no, but what about the Rhineland? Someone's being very mean to Hans. They won't let him speak German in the post office. They're trying to systematically make it bad to be the German. Okay, stay the fuck home, helmet. 
But if I stay home, who will solve it? Who will help Franz? Oh, it's a Jew. They made me do it. It's a Jew. No, no, no. No, no, no. They did not make you do it. It's all bullshit. Can you imagine? The, the Germans just stay home. Everyone's armed. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Switzerland. Switzerland is what happens when you never invade anyone. Gestad. Stad happens, guys. You become so fucking rich, you're just throwing fucking caviar at the at, at the these YouTubers. Great. No, if we didn't mobilize and go two a thousand miles away and die in the winter, then we would have been the one attacked. We had to. The Jew made me. Okay, that's my message to Germany. Ready? Holocaust is bullshit. Just go back to crushing. You don't have to feel bad. But never, ever go to war. Arm yourself. Protect your area. Do you know how fucking impossible it would be to invade an armed, high IQ area? Come on, guys. That's insane. They couldn't even beat Afghanistan. Afghanistan's fucking them up with, like, single action. You know, they were mostly, you know, no way, guys. It's all lies. Yeah, they're feeding caviar to the chickens. Here was a very bad actor. They based his look off Chaplin. You got to have evidence for that, Burn Bear. I know, I get it. I've done it in the past, but... All right. So, so now we go to war. We invade the France. No, that's bad optics, Germany. That's bad. They wanted us to invade. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell because it's all, the whole world's always watching. Other leaders, other mafia guys, other farmers of men. And if you start making people jumpy by invading places, they're going to want you gone. Like right now, they want Zelensky gone. They want a lot of the world is like not into America now because they just keep invading places for like no reason. And then they start thinking, could they do that to me? You, you got to make it legally valid. You got, all your claims have to be counterclaims. And it's all about a selling your position that you had no other choice. Saying the Jew doesn't like me. Oh, Franz is in trouble in the Rhineland. And, and the, uh, what was that place called? There's uh, another little area. The Czechoslovakia is being mean to Franz. That doesn't work. It has to be like, they're joining NATO. They're putting mil, uh, missiles on the... It, you have to sound coherent. Greetings, Big Bear. Happy belated New Year to you and your family. I am penning this short letter. So as to create a habit I should have done long ago. I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer, although I have written and never mailed it years ago. My fault, not the post offices. I'm consistently about a week behind on streams, yet the sinks are still very present in my life as you riff with the bears in the chat. I want to take more of your time with indulging fanning over how positive we got has worked through you for me. Just a simple thanks and my piece of silver as a justly deserved tip. Thank you very much. May I please be verified as Gerber, uh, a term of endearment used by my beloved late mother. Welcome. Welcome, Gerber. Honorable Bertaria, Gerber. P.S. Sorry the silver coin has an Indian on it. No, it, it lined up. Want to talk about synchronicities? You guys remember what just happened? I was ranting about Indians when I got the silver. It always works. You can't outthink it. You can't outthink it. There's no way to outthink it. You can't outthink it. It just keeps happening. The Sudetenland, everyone was being very mean to Franz. Uh, great sink. Oh, yeah. 
I want to, I mean, guys, I want to learn German. I think high German language is beautiful. You know, I'm like all about them. I'm just saying, don't go to war and stop beating yourself up over a mostly false event. Rockfin, a humble gift to a national treasure. You are a shining example of the core values that represent what it means to be American. Keep on dreaming, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the core values of America are actually great. That's why we have to be in clown world. It's actually beautiful. They're, all, they're lying to us because if they told us the truth, we tell them to fuck off and we're not going to war. Americans only fight defensive wars. That's why they require false flags and lies. It's up to them to prove to you. Lefty Bear, today I sent an email to your why didn't they laugh about a leather belt I can create for you. Please just do it. Thank you, Lefty Bear. I'm pretty fat, so make it big. I am losing weight, though. I'm feeling great about myself. And I'm like, I want to see that more with the Germans. Grateful Unauthorized got its super chat working on sending to P.O. Box. In the meantime, I'd be verified as WA. A water bearer bear. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Pug Fugly, as deadly as the vax is, more people were... I already read that one. Kyneton fucked up again. Um, onward to Bertaria, Gare Bear. P.S. Sorry the silver coin has an Indian on it. I know how much that must bum you out. You have no idea, Gare Bear. The last thing I want to see is one of those savages that can't even control their ability to drink Listerine. No offense, Vox. I know you guys come from a proud tradition of basket weaving and talking to owls. And I do, listen, don't get me wrong. Like there's beauty to that. There's beauty to it. I know people that live really close to me. They just hunt, you know, they just, they're, they're very simple. They're great. They know how to track a buffalo, you know, not for me. You know, you eat, you eat some weird plant. You start talking to a spirit. Yeah. It's, that's not, that's not legal tender. It's not, an Indian cannot walk into a, uh, a municipality and say, I have seen vision. I get to follow buffalo over your land. No one cares. It's like, what, do we all have to eat the same cactus? If I eat the cactus, what do we do? We, do we, we print it out in a document? Like under whose jurisdiction? The jurisdiction of owl coyote. It's, what? All right. Uh, the real war is siege warfare and resource sustainability, energy system. It's just about crushing. It's just about lies. Knowing that, guys, what? I just armed you. Actually, Christ armed you. But I reiterated his obvious point. That it's on them to prove to you. That's why they get so mad at flat earthers and people, conspiracy theorists and all that. Because they're like, no, you have to believe our lie. But the, the, the best position you can be in is to not make a counterclaim that you can't prove. It's, uh, it's just remember that ask them to see the evidence. I'd have to watch a dark stream of box reacting to Big Bear stream in real time. That'd be pretty funny. I mean, they're not savage. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, frontiers people like, uh, one of, you know, one of the savages to take one of their kids or something. And then the kid wouldn't want to go back. That's a true story. That would happen a lot. Like the dances was bullshit. Shit really happened. I'm sure they had connection to nature, healthier, you know, better diets, but they needed nature to hold them back. That's the number one problem with Indians is without the natural scarcities, 
they self-destructed. One thing that the angels of the North have is self-control. You know, and, and we're always painted as the people that don't have that. Oh, is your greed never ending? Really? You give one Indian a gun, they'll kill all the buffalo. They can't help themselves. You, you make alcohol legal, they will drink Listerine. All right. First off, please excuse the informality of the paper I'm using, but it is all I had available. All right. Um, uh, this... Crushing, though, was not the case. Just a hand. All right. Uh, in. I can't read your handwriting, but I'll get it. Had been caught up on my own victim shit and had been playing poor me in my head for too long. This was up until a few days ago when I had reality fractured. During a conversation with my fiance over a communicational issue, my reaction of the events at a fight were actually. Provably her to be completely inaccurate. That is to say, her memory of our fight was true and mine was false. That's happened to me before. A weird feeling came over me in that moment. Yeah, it's very humbling. I was utterly calm in the knowing that when I had overly irrational feelings, it contorted the reality I am perceiving in those moments. It's good that you can admit that. It happens too. Wait for it. Everyone alive. These moments would usually end in anger for me, to which there is never a great outcome when anger is the emotion leading the conversation. It was interesting, though, because for the first time in my life, I saw the truth at what these irrational feelings were affecting. It was a big step for my lady and I. We moved forward in that moment, for which I am truly thankful. For she is my... Best friend. I know that our wives do not have to be our best friend, but it's something I wanted and believed could be the case in the relationship. I would have for the rest of my life. Great. Good for you. All this said, it is amazing to watch life in a way to make every moment and experience matter because now two days later, this fracture reality moment, we found out that she is pregnant. Yes, indeed. Of course, this news was completely unexpected. I mean, you have been putting your penis inside of her, so it shouldn't be that unexpected. But the calm, the I never understood why people are like, it's unexpected. I'm like, well, did you fuck? Yeah, constant fucking. Is she on the zapil? No. Then it's literally expected. Which is great. My education taught me the Buffalo were wiped out by the bankers shooting them from trains. Is there a prior stream when the Indian... Listen, I'm, I'm not even going to make a claim. Could it be the savages shot their own Indians when they got guns? And how the fuck could bankers just shoot all the buffalo from trains? That makes no sense. I would like to see some evidence that all these bankers shot buffalo from trains. Anyone who's ever hunted knows that sounds fucking retarded, right? Can't, can't people start getting that feeling of like, oh, wow, that sounds like crazy stupid. All right. Jews don't go on trains unless they're not coming back. Bankers don't go on trains unless they're heading to their final destination, if you know what I mean. I'm just kidding. The Holocaust was wildly exaggerated. Thank you for all you have done and leadership you provide, as because many of us have a very bright future ahead. 
I look forward to all your insights and laughs and look forward to sharing more of my story with you and the Bears as we continue to do what we do best. Crush. All praise to God, obviously. I want to Bertari, sincerely, Ice Hockey Bear. Thank you, Ice Hockey Bear. Congratulations to you, my friend. And that's a big step. A lot of people are afraid to admit when they're wrong because they think they're going to lose something from their woman, but you're not. Never admit you're wrong if you're not wrong or if you don't see that you're wrong. Never just say shit to get them to shut up. But if you genuinely see that you're wrong and you don't admit it, then that then you lose honor. Use a lot of honor. Wouldn't there still be skeletons ever? It's 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 all complete horseshit. They they're currently over fishing all their areas too. Do you know what? Like in the Puget Sound, these fucking Indians were given unlimited fishing rights, so they use like nets and they kill all the salmon all the time. Never, all the environmentalists are acting like it's white people's fault. It's like oh, overfishing. It's like. Yeah, it's the fucking prairie niggers. And everyone's like, oh, how dare you? They've been through so much. Okay, really? They can't stop drinking Listerine. But in the Emperor of, Empire of Lies, you can't ever say obvious reality. That maybe a lot of these Indians have a fucking really bad alcohol and drug problem. Maybe they have a hard time resisting sugar or violence. You don't think it might have had to do with Thousands of years of living in tune with nature. And then old round eye brings a bunch of sugar and booze and guns. They're not equipped for this shit. Like in their world, it's like it was much more in tune and balanced. And you talk to the owl and all this shit. But like nature naturally was the pressure, you know, so you couldn't like explode and, you know, kill yourselves. All you have to do to genocide Indians is give them a case of whiskey and a gun. You don't, it's just, oh, there were, there was, there was a uh, 50 million Indians when the, when the white man came, then why didn't they just, why didn't they win? Why didn't, why didn't they win? Why, why, then why? Was it maybe because they chose to start indulging in the white man's sugar cane? Sound familiar, Indians? I heard the Minnesotans gave the best walleye lake in the state to the Reds. Oh, yeah, and they'll all be dead. They'll kill all the fucking... They can't stop themselves. And then you'll see a pile of scratch-off lotto tickets, an empty bottle of Listerine, and a dead Indian. You want to know who's going to get blamed? White people! Why? Because we have the God-given ability to fucking control our urges. All right, here's some super chats. On a plane at 35,000 feet watching a Saturday stream. Incredible. Keep up the good work, Big Bear and God. Thank you, M. Moga. Jordan B. Bear. BB, what do you think about low realm floating? Ever noticed all ISS picks show a flat earth other than fisheye? Yes. You can look at stuff at 120,000 feet. It's flat as a, as a fucking... I almost just said something very vulgar about Asian women. Um... Also, a few years late, but may I be verified as Jordan B. Bear. Welcome, Jordan B. Bear. Using an original BB piano riff from 114 IG stream as a song audio clip backdrop. Here's a tip for making it so damn easy to create cool stuff revolving around your streams. Thanks, Nathaniel. I'll email when done. Big thanks to Big Bear, NATO Bear. Yeah, email. Let me know. I want to play it. Hey, Big Bear, what's your 100,000-foot view of what to expect monetarily speaking and geopolitically speaking? With the Saudis moving off petrodollar, even partially, 
How will it affect the average American short term than long term? I don't know. I think we have a lot of momentum and there's a lot of contracts out in dollars. But it's slowly changing. And it's actually changing faster than a lot of people thought because of uh, because of this Russia thing. And because for the first time since it started, since these, the World Bankers started doing it, uh, economic sanctions are not working. In Greek mythology, there was a war in India called the Dionysian War because allegedly Dionysus brought the first wine to India. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. I'm sure the whites had to go through it too. Like when you first, like right now, it's probably okay. You want want to hear how I'm not quote unquote white supremacist? Right now, the whites cannot handle porn, debt, or cuckery. Feminism was like booze to white people. They just brought cases of it. Here you go, whites. It's like okay, I guess I watch pornos all day and have debt. White people cannot fucking handle. Like white people are like um have no ability to stand up for themselves when a woman's telling them something. It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, someone like me, a lot of you guys are fine. I'm sure there's a lot of Indians that don't drink fucking straight Listerine. But the majority do. You know, there's, there's some real racial Achilles heels to a lot. Of, like, white people internalize shame all the time, dude. You could literally be like, it's your fault that this bird went extinct in Antarctica. And they'd be like, how much do I owe you? How much do I owe you? Like white people, shame is like whiskey to a white man. Like you give an Indian whiskey and a gun, they're dead. You fucking give a white person shame, social shame, they're gone. BB is exactly right in the Indian fishing, netting the entire river, get drunk, come back. Too long and fish are all dead and rotten. We joked about it 40 years ago. Guys, they, they kill all their own fish, they spend it on lotto tickets, and then they drink themselves to death. The majority. Like, I can make that, I can make that about white people. I don't have the white gene of shame. Like, you can't tell me that Candace Owens is experiencing racism. Fuck that bitch. You can't tell me that the Indian was just trying to live in harmony. No, no, no. I've watched them get drunk on Listerine. I don't have that gene. Oh, the Jew... The Jews conquered a group of people, not all the Jews, conquered white people by saying that a bunch of Jews got, got hurt and it was their fault. And they were like, where do I write the check to? Well, you can write the check. Well, first write the check to the World Bank. Eh. What are you going to do with the money? I, I'm going to spend it on lubricant and war machines. Oh, they never stop and think like, dude, shame destroys a white man's mind. They never stop and think like, huh, these goddamn Jews don't seem like good people at all. So, so they were such good people. And then they had to go to Auschwitz. And now we owe them money forever. Even though you didn't do it. Your parents didn't do it. You were actually part of the side that fucking freed them. I mean, the whole story is bullshit. And then they sit around and they spend it on cocaine and Bugatti's. And no one thinks at all. They're not like, well, if they're really victims, why are they living like such fucking pigs rolling around in shit? I mean, dude, I know Jews that just spend all their money on like a car collection. And yet if you bring up the Holocaust, they're like, oh, never again. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, you, owe like, you own like 50 Corvettes. 
So you're like a good guy? Like you're a victim? You're in the financial world. You don't... You you don't know why everyone's going to war every two and a half years and slaughtering women and children like fucking they're butchers for your goddamn greenbacks. Okay? No one owes you any money. Dude, social shame and women destroyed fucking white people, dude. Worse than whiskey to an Indian. At least an Indian, it's sober up. If you shame a white guy, oh, you're the reason. Oh, this trans, this trans eight-year-old that just shot himself because we amputated his dick and put him on SSRIs. That's your fault because you're married. And white people are like, who do we pay the money to? Mr. George Soros, is he a good man? Will he fix this? Oh, yeah, he'll fix it. He'll use the money to overthrow your government. Oh, anything you say. Will Timmy recover? No, no, Timmy, we pumped that motherfucker. He was on the spectrum. So we convinced him he was a girl. We chopped off his cock and balls, gave him Adderall, put a wound and called it a vagina. It keeps trying to heal, but we keep reopening it, right? And then just all these fucking pedophiles fucked little Timmy, okay? And so little Timmy shot himself. We called him, we called him Diane, and now he's dead. It's your fault because you're normal. Oh, oh, Jesus, it's my fault. Who do I make the money out to? Can we, can we fix this somehow? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we're going to send it to George Soros, so you can't blame you can blame the Jews for the downfall of the Caucasian race as much as you can blame the Caucasian race for the downfall of the fucking Indians. The fact you're shamed by trannies means you deserve to fucking go extinct. Fact. The fact these fucking Indians can't stop drinking Listerine is why they went extinct. If you can't say, you know what, I don't feel too guilty about all these, these people that are cutting their cocks off. In fact, I think the fact you're profiting on it means you should probably go to prison. And they're like, oh, Jesus, it's like a sober Indian. They could have just taken over everything. You know what? I'm not going to black out and drive a res rocket into a tree tonight. I'm just going to, you know, have a business. That guy would be like a billionaire now. Because he has no competition. Why do you think I'm taking over the whites? Do you know how many whites call me king? I'm just an asshole. They call me king. Why? Because I don't have that fucking gene that makes me a biological basket case to shame. One sober Indian is the chief. Any Indian that just won't black out on Listerine is the king. I'm the guy that's like, nigger. Oh, are you filled with hate? No, I just won't censor my words. Oh my God, how do you do it? It's like magic. It's really easy. This disgusting little perverted grabber doesn't get to affect my ability to speak because I'm not fucking retarded. A sober Indian where? Yeah, but show me. White people have, are, are more pathetic in my opinion. Swear to God, I think so. That's why I don't have white supremacy. Who the fuck are we to tell anybody how to live? You shame a white guy. Oh, you need to be more accepting of sodomy in your kid's school. Where do I sign the check to? Mr. George Soros? Oh, okay, no problem. Here you go. Just, just please don't signal me out or give me any shame or else I will literally kill myself. Okay, well, it's time you died. You don't protect your home. It deserves to be taken. Yeah, exactly. And over time, you're only going to get sober Indians. 
Because even if it's 2% that can walk by a Listerine bottle and not drink it as fast as they can, that, that guy will be able to have a family. And then everyone, oh, oh, how dare you? No, this is how it works, man. It works. The, the whites that can't face shame don't have kids. Okay, the ones who can have kids. Give it a generation or two. You're going to look at some whites that are fucking immune to social shame. Hello, Owen. This is Seven String Bear again. Just showing appreciation once again for the streams that keep me company each and every day. A lot has happened since I last wrote, so I'm just going to start writing and we'll see what happens. I was inspired by the bear community to start a new job. I'm now a basic laborer for a construction company where my stepdad is the boss. I started in August and have done everything from lay pipe to framing roofs to digging holes, etc. When I say I was inspired by the bears, this was because I had done this work before, but didn't enjoy it. But during Lent this past year, I felt my heart shift from teaching guitar lessons to doing something different. And I thought I could make and I could give it another shot. And seeing how many bears happily worked in the trades, I thought I could achieve happiness doing this too. Yeah, and financial stability. And your family sounds like it's more coherent now. Working for a member of your family is a great move. Well, I guess contentment is a better word. The work is hard, but the contentment, I feel, after a hard day's work is unmatched. I don't have melancholy days anymore. No, you're designed to work and create. If you don't, your body wants to kill itself because you're a fag. Okay? If you want to sit around and just think about your feelings and fucking pursue your comforts, your, your soul is like, okay, time to die. Is there a loaded gun around here? And then people take pills to suppress that. You're not supposed to not work. Okay. When the natives drink, they are fighting. When whites drink, they are scheming. Well, whites aren't, don't have the drinking problem that Indians have at all. All right. Revealed Utah doctor destroyed COVID vaccines, administered fake saline shots to children. Good for him. It has been very humbling these past few months because up in Park City, Utah, we have had so much snow. So all I have been doing is shoveling snow most days. And my last job was harder mentally and shoveling doesn't uh, take a high IQ to do. No, but looking far into the future takes a high IQ and the trades are the future. No one gives a shit about, about being a foodie on BuzzFeed, you know, in five years. Like, it's gone. So high IQ jobs now are jobs that will provide for you and your family and have some form of contentment, which are trade jobs. Okay. Um, however, it has been hard to lift the snow some days, and I remember not to curse my aching back and wish to be working indoors. But giving reverence to the creator always brings me back to feeling fulfilled again. Good for you. I was so scared years ago when I first started teaching at 18, thinking I needed to make it work because I wouldn't be able to afford to have a family on that paycheck. But as it turns out, working with my hands is a lot more fulfilling than teaching adults having a midlife crisis and thought guitar would make them whole again. I did learn a lot from teaching, which I will forever be grateful for, such as how to teach and inspire kids and just the learning process in general. I also learned a lot about people. For instance, how all adults could learn guitar, but how people would convince themselves they just didn't have natural talent and couldn't do it. I know. 
it always came down to self-belief, but most people saw what I could do and thought they would be able to do it and just because they showed up to lessons. And the most frustrating part was how I could never seem to convince that all they had to do was follow my instruction and they would crush that guitar and they would always be so baffled that it never came together by not practicing. <laughs> to all the bears uh, wanting to learn an instrument, don't convince yourself that you don't have natural talent. Just start small and don't start on Moonlight Sonata or an Eddie Van Halen solo. Maybe start with a melody. The only people I saw succeed were those who believed in themselves, started small, and practiced regularly. Exactly. I mean, not me. I started playing Moonlight Sonata when I was seven, but that's a, you know, I'm talking, like, for the plebes. Yes, of course. Anyway, I can save the learning process for another time, but over four years of teaching, let's just say I'm dubious of natural talent. Oh, really? Man, if there was a YouTube, I would have been one of those kids on YouTube where you'd be like, what the fuck? People used to just watch me play piano when I was a little kid and freak out. Because I was like, I was doing that when I was like seven or eight years old. And people were like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, that's right. Don't listen to that motherfucker who says there's no natural talent. No, he does bring up a great point, though. He's, he's actually, I probably played, want well, to know what it was? I played all the time. I didn't have a TV. And uh, I loved it. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just because I, uh, I, no, he's he's right. I did believe in myself. I did start small and I did practice regularly. Because I didn't see it as practice. I just played all the time. I've been preparing to get married also. And it was a trip to see the show. My lady's trip to see the show my lady's parents put on. When we said we didn't want to have the ceremony in a Catholic church. But have it outside instead. It's a shame to see how some people can't think for themselves anymore. And they won't have any discussion on anything the church ordered. Her and I have been taking classes at the church, which we've enjoyed. But a lot of Catholics can be so infuriating. Yeah. Well, they don't have a monopoly on pedophilia anymore. So they're like freaked out about it. It must have been way more fun back in the day when society didn't accept pedophiles. But yet the Catholic priests could just do anything they wanted. They must have felt like a kid in a fucking candy store, man. That's all gone. Thanks for being a voice in the darkness, calling out sacred cows more of us thought twice about. I have plenty more to say, but I'll save the ranting for next time. I'll leave off on a parable I heard in church. Two men were mining rock in a quarry, and the third guy comes in and casts their first, What are you doing? And he replies, I'm breaking rock. Then he asks the second guy, What are you doing? And he replies, I'm building a cathedral. May we all remember to build cathedrals and not just break rock. It's so true. It's so true. God bless you and the bear, seven string bear. And a final thought about a month ago when you roasted the gamma carpenter saying carpenters, I bet he just does um, studs. I bet he doesn't even do real carpentry like furniture. I laughed my ass off because I was currently holding a broom and dustpan because I wasn't even skilled enough to do studs. <laughs> that's awesome dude great letter dude hilarious alright let's move on um, okay there's a music version I can play that at, when I do music I'm already at 3 hours so I gotta stay focused here hey Big Bear <coughs> hope is all is well in true farmland that is within the land of make believe that most of us are living under um 
I want to talk about a topic that I think will be rich for the Bears to hear. So I hope you uh, can get to this one. I want to speak on the ego and the conscious, or as I'd like to call them, the twins. I want to talk about how the ego, the negative twin, is the fair one, but not the righteous one. And the conscious, the positive twin, is the not fair one, but the right one for the most part. There's a deep, mysterious paradox between these two twins that is kind of fascinating to me. And for you, I will work to keep this short and sweet like honey for the big bear. We are often tricked by the ego because it is fighting for fairness. Oftentimes the ego in us sees something. Is this, is this Jacobat? Yes, of course it is. But usually he does have good ideas, but he's such a fucking freak. All right. But he's a smart cookie, though. I think think this is an indisputable trickiness of why we fall short of God's grace. It is almost like fairness is a camouflage inversion of justice. Because how is it not fair to be fair? How is it not fair to want fairness? Well, if you see that you are getting screwed by corruption, and you see that this cheating scoundrel of a businessman is not playing fair, that sounds very anti-Semitic, by the way, and it's getting rich with gold, but not gold in his heart, you are obliged to say, well, I'm going to do what he does, and maybe even more so, so that the playing field is fair, and I am getting rich too. It's a very good point, Jagobat. If you keep it to a page or two pages or less, I will read your pages. You just sending me those, you've sent me manuscripts this thick. It's why I mock. If you keep it short and sweet, I will read it. If not, you will not be read. Because, well, you know, they say what's fair is fair. But this whole whole fairness factor is very worldly, I think, because God does not care about fairness of the physical realm. To be a saint is not filled with a fair life. Granted, you will fare well in spirit and fulfillment in inner self, but you may be lower class or even a poor saint with a full heart on the street wandering about the garbage cans for food or in Park City with a broom in your hand. I'm just kidding. Perhaps having a smile on your face and a twinkle in your eye like a Buddha or a Christ while digging through. Christ was a carpenter, not rich. Yeah, but he probably did stuff like furniture, though. Do you think he cared about what was fair? Nay, he cared about what was righteous. I also want to mention that as you evolve into a higher being, say people like many bears who are perhaps on the God fractal, When we evolve into more and more wisdom, so too does our ego evolve with more and more cleverness. That's a good point. The ego does not just stay dumb and stupid. It evolves with our conscience, against our conscience. But nevertheless, it evolves to be cleverer too. Its IQ rises with ours. And so the game of life does not get any easier for saints and alike. It's 100% true. It actually gets more difficult because the ego becomes harder to tell apart from the conscience with every transformation. It's always my favorite to watch you battle on your stream for between your two twins. It shows a genuine man. It's fascinating, really. We have to sharpen our discernment between our twin, the ego, and conscience more so, and more so with every growth of self because it just keeps getting cleverer and cleverer. So our reward is fulfillment, but more work, too. Always more work. Very true, Jacobat. Way to keep it short. I know that your ego twin likes to write Really, really, really long letters. This is the ending. Anyway, I'll end it with this. Always reflect on the fairness factor. If you cannot tell which of the twins are talking to you, I know from myself that it gets harder sometimes, but I think the fairness factor may be the pearl of discernment between the two twins. And so I think the short letter could be really helpful in that way of distinguishing 
between which twin is talking to you. It makes it a lot simpler. Anyway, keep being you, and I hope you and your fellow bear family get something out of this. Thank you. Onward to Bertaria, Jackobat. Um, yeah, I think one of the interesting things is multiple personality is not even a disorder. It's a fact. Dear Big Bear, MLK voice, I have a dream today that little black boys and little black girls get stanky on the hang low. Allegedly, Mr. Bear. P.S. Did you see the new MLK statue? Yes. I've talked about it if you watch the fucking streams. A funny one. I have a dream today that little black boys and little black girls and, and big black men and big black girls stay in their own neighborhoods. And don't come ruining it for everybody else. All right, dude, bro, Sam Tripoli voice. Dude, seems like a lot of people are uh, are being set up, bro. Dude, the battery has been charged, bro. First you crash the economy, inject the poison, start a war, dude. Family, you tell them how who done it, dude, bro. My little vape is the dildo, dude. Open your third eye, bro. Sam Tripoli. P.S. Forgot to sign that last IRA letter. Who cares? You're not even listening. You don't even know that I did it. On Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I did an entire fucking stream about him. All right. I can't go past three and a half hours. Dear Big Bear, some of time has passed since I last wrote to you, and I have some gay to pay away. Quick intro. Thank you for the comedy and honesty. I must say that when I listen to your streams, it often sounds... Like the inside of my head. I don't have your comedic or musical prowess, but it's difficult to count how many times I exclaim in my head, that's what I was thinking. I also appreciate that you don't hold back Joe the Toe, uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Gwen Alcoholic, and other commentators that I used to trust have either been corrupted or revealed themselves as the puppets they are. I can literally hear them holding themselves back from saying what they know to be true, if I watch any of their shows nowadays. Yes, it's the Empire of Lies, ladies and gentlemen. Possibly through vaccine injury, my oldest sister Katie and I were the first within my entire family to be diagnosed with any pre-existing condition. Katie got arthritis at 12 and I got diabetes at 6. I was bitter for some time, but quickly it just became part of life. My sister, however, wasn't simply inconvenienced. Her pain steadily worsened while she hid it from the family the best she could. Katie and I were close. She paid for us both to get some tattoo I had designed on my 18th birthday. She got it first since I was nervous that the artist would fuck it up. Despite our eight-year age gap, we entered college around the same time. We both studied civil engineering and our plan was to eventually own a firm together, brother and sister as partners. Part of my thinking was that if we were both partners, it'd be easier for her to uh, manage her pain with free balance of physical and mental activity. Other jobs were either had too much or too little activity, and it would cause her joints to hurt. Unfortunately, her, became, her pain became too much to handle, and she, kill, oh, she killed herself at 28 years old. A hunter discovered her body on some public land where she used to fish with her friends. Since she was out in nature for some time before she was found, her face had decayed and was difficult to recognize. Her body was identified with the tattoo we both got on my 18th birthday. Oof. God and me. 
It's been roughly nine years since she died. I don't think I'll ever fully recover from losing her. Instead, I've become stabilized as much as I can. Um, I don't seek sympathy, and I thought this was necessary context for my thoughts on God. I was angry for a while. If God existed, how could she have done? How could He have done that to my sister? She was just a 12-year-old kid when she was diagnosed with that debilitating disease. I was very aesthetic and a and a something toward God for a while. Atheistic. I wanted nothing to do with him because it was part. If that was part of his plan, it seemed like only a sadist psycho asshole would think of something like this. Over time, however, my apathy and contempt was replaced with gratitude, having ever known her and our fond memories. One fond memory, Katie once pranked my faggot of a dad by giving him begging strips, a treat for dogs instead of bacon one year on April Fool's. Either my dad's such a retard or begging strips are so good that he didn't even notice. All credit to him, he handled it surprisingly well when spilled the beans that he had just eaten a plate of dog food. Fun aside, I'm still sad about her death, but it would be a disgrace to her memory to simply feel sorry for myself and her forever. It was a long winter of depression, but spring is coming and I'd consider myself stabilized now. Eventually I came to believe in God. My faith slowly um, materialized over time, but the biggest single moment I remember was when I was training for a marathon. In prep for the longest run I had done to that point, which was 17.5 miles, I consumed two glasses of whiskey in lieu of dinner the night before, and I also slept in late. I began to run, run around 10.30. At mile 15, uh, the time was approximately 12.30. The temperature had risen to 85 degrees with high humidity, and I was in an area with little traffic. I was convinced at this point that if I were to stop, I'd pass out from heat stroke. I felt like God was testing me. I looked up at the sun for a moment, and everywhere on my skin instantly felt hotter. I had done this to myself. If I had prepared for the run properly and left at the appropriate time, I wouldn't have developed heat exhaustion. I realized God was holding me accountable and testing my resolve. I found it, um, and I refused to stop until I was done. About 25 minutes later, I managed to stumble into my mom's house. The run was complete. I just laid on the floor trying to catch my breath for so long. It felt good to overcome the consequences of my bad decisions. I completed the actual marathon a month or so later in the top 10% of the race. Relating back to my sister, I still don't know why God took, uh, gave Katie arthritis, but that was never in my control. I think God gives us each a set of conditions and allows us to make it what we will. And generally, he'll hold us accountable based on the decisions we made. With very few exceptions, he seems to give us sufficient resources to do the upright thing. It's just a matter of making the right choice. It almost seems like every thing I face, I have a 50-50 balance of difficulty. In other words, it seems that yes and no are only separated by a thin line of willpower. Is this the thin gay line, perhaps? Like everything I've sinned, like every time I've sinned, I almost did the right thing instead and vice versa. Yeah, it's the thin gay line.
Um, BB isn't affected by this letter, no emotion. Maybe it's the way it's written. No, I'm affected by it. It's just, it's more, it's less full of pain. You know, the other, this letter is stable. You can feel it. Because I don't just cry if it's like, or, or, or like get, you know, emotional from death or even suicide or even tragic death. It's the, in that other letter, I was almost like entered into the world of that girl. Of like, she was in so much pain and it was so recent and it was like, it was, it was in that layer of, um, mourning and I felt it. I felt it like it was happening to me. This is a much different, there's tragedy in this, but it's not, you're, he, he's already outside of the tragedy, you know? And, uh, and that's the difference, Chinky Bear. I know you guys don't feel any emotion ever because you're Chinese. Um, anyway, to crush or to squirt, that is the question. After listening since the Salty Cracker stream, I'm starting to think I'm either crushing or squirting in every single moment of my life. But go, yeah, it's a great way to put it. She stood, up, she stood up and declared they were bears at the wake. That was emotional. Oh, yeah, and just uh, how recent it was, how... How like I felt responsible for that that man's death in certain ways, you know. He was a diehard listener in my stream, and he died of a fentanyl overdose. Like, did I, you know? I mourn that dude. Um. Anyway, I consider it crushing every time I pick up a bottle of. Uh, I consider it. Oh yeah, hang on. By going through the process of writing this letter, I consider it crushing. Every time I pick up a bottle of whatever from the liquor store, I consider it squirting. Going to the gym, crushing. Checking my phone at work, squirting. There's so many ways to crush or squirt. And all for, yeah, you understand the thin gay, gay line perfectly. Resist the squirt. In all fairness, I think my crush to squirt ratio probably averages around one to one or so. But I think I tend to do better in spring and summer. Perhaps I've missed this earlier streams. But have you discussed crush squirt ratios? No, you just came up with that. And it's brilliant. What's your crush to squirt ratio? Um, one second. Yeah. Uh, one second. And if so, is there a way to convert this to the Tate scale? If not, I was thinking it could be Joe Rogan's height and feet divided by your crush rate. Wait a minute, was I supposed to do Gardner stream today? Fucker didn't get back to me. Hang on. Um, 3 p.m. my time. Uh, yeah. Can we do tomorrow? I didn't think it was a go. I'd already started crushing Gardner. Um, all right, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, in all fairness, I think my crush to squirt ratio probably averages our one to one or so. Their scale, we can get a crush to squirt ratio scale. I think it's genius. Mine is 911 to 89, crush to squirt. No, mine's 911 to 33. If Joe Rogan is a 3.33 inches or 0.277 feet tall and my crush ratio is a one, I'd have a Tate score of a 0.2775. Does that make sense or am I a Tacoma driver? 
I, I love where your head's at. The crush to squirt ratio. We have to come up with a term for it. Knowing, all right, so the final part. To broaden out a bit, in the short term, I think it's generally easy to know if you're following God's plan. All you need to know is whether you're crushing or squirting. If you have a high crush to squirt ratio, I'd say you're literally following God's plan in the short term. Recently, I've discovered that praying to God helps me with jihad that you have discussed in the past. Um, one second. I just got to, I, I thought, uh, show time is going to be uh, evening. All right. One second. Okay. Wait. Uh, I pray to God since I only started praying two months ago, but since then I haven't watched any porn. It's much easier to resist that temptation after prayer. I usually just pray for discernment, wisdom, strength, and courage. Perhaps it's only because I've been praying for a short time, but I've noticed improvements in my day-to-day -day jihad. How do I know I'm crushing it in the long term due to my diabetes, probably vaccine damage, and all the illegal property tax laws, I will need an income of fiat currency regardless of how good I become at homesteading. The only possible yet untested way for me to exit the fiat currency system would be potentially the incredibly strict diet restrictions such as little to no carbohydrates for the rest of my life. Totally. I hope I'm not coming across as bitter. I'm just not sure where God wants me to go. You sound great. You came up with a ratio. I am motivated to pursue harder paying jobs with better benefits for financial security and insulin supplies, but I'd really just lo love to live on a farm. How do you know you're following God's plan in the long term? Maybe I'm just squirting and worrying instead of crushing. Yeah, it sounds like your crush to squirt ratio is fucking you. And then final part, and then I got to go. Um, fulfillment, the Grateful Dead. My goal is to follow God's plan, and I'm just beginning to develop my relationship with him. I think that people who are spiritually aligned usually have a peaceful look on their face after they die. Is it greedy to want this for myself too? No. I have, dude, it's, no. Of course, we all want to die peacefully. Are you kidding me? You're crazy if you don't want to. I'm allegedly, in my opinion. No kidding, I'm the diabetes from vaccine. A doctor friend told me recently that a common thing, childhood diabetes from vaccine. Yeah, it just makes you dependent on the system. I hope it's not too much of a grabble for me to hope for that outcome. No, that's, you're, that's a crush outcome. On the Grateful Dead, what a disappointment. Relax. Why don't you put your dirty little finger down? He spelled it different. And the Grateful Dead has some good music, you judgmental little cunt. Okay. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think that if your corpse looks like shit. It's called the Grateful Dead. Do you not understand what he's saying? Oh, Garcia was a soy boy. BLT, you say one more stupid thing. You're not, you're not of the caliber of this chat. It's to die gratefully, you fucking idiot. Oh, really? You like the bad, you like the bad music? I read in the chat room he was CIA. He fucking just said CIA. B 
BLT, you're such a fucking, like, you're so easily predictable. I love their music, but they were CIA promoter. I knew you were going to say that, you fucking, you, you just parrot. It's to die gratefully. Oh, his message about his dead sister and gratitude and working and diabetes. I'm going to throw it all away because Jay Dyer said the Grateful Dead is the CIA. And I don't know my fucking what anything means. You're, you're despicable, BLT. One more and you're out of here. All right. The more I think about the corpse looks like, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think that of your corpse looks, I already read that part. The truth or script? Oh, yeah, you're just reciting a script. Jerry Garcia was doing the CIA. He's, this is a dude whose sister killed herself in a forest and they couldn't identify her face. I'm not saying the letters. I'm disappointed. I'm saying the band's legacy was. BLT, enough. It's not about the band. It's a pun. There's nothing wrong with being CIA. I want I to... CIA? Yeah, BLT. Look out for it. Yeah, bacon, lettuce, and, and turd sandwich. You guys are retard. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Keep monitoring. Monitoring. Well, it looks like you just got yourself in hot water, BLT. God bless you and your family, BB. I'll pray for your good health and success with the new land project. Thank you for taking the time to read my letter, and I will send another when I can. I promise the next one won't be as long. Yours, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Well, BLT got himself in some hot water today. Um, I got to go. I have more letters to read, which is a very good thing, which is a very, very good thing. Call the GAI. Yeah, call the gay. Uh, final Super Chats, Connington, unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, uh, buildingbertari.com, bertaricampgrounds.com. Dread Matt says, thanks, Owen, for all you do. Meet up tomorrow at the bar. Yes, the actual name of the place in Rothschild, Wisconsin. Yes, Rothschild is a city. At 3 p.m., hoping to see the bears. Keep crushing. Hidden in plain sight, bear. Father of Seven Bear, tip for today's comedy. I'm doing honeydew items around the house, laughing loudly intermittently, but my wife and kids are cool with it because they know who I'm listening to. Oh, I love it. And then the final unauthorized. I know a great deal about bricks, multipolar, Dugan subject. Let me know if I can contribute. Digital Archive Bear, please send a letter like the Germans do. Yeah, I'd love to know more about this stuff. Sherlock Bear, the line between the bard and Ira cuts through every human heart. Yes, indeed. We're like twins. Ira is like the ego twin, and the bard king is my, is my, um, my, my, my moral twin, according to Jacobat, who is a retard. Uh, the, the stream cheered me up. I woke up grumpy. Good, Burn Bear. Stop drinking, okay? You're hungover. You're not grumpy. All right, everybody. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be free and boil, guy, and I'll see you Monday.